It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsport. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Mike Harmon is an upset man this Monday night. Pick he's, a reason. He's There's got, a lot of reasons. He's got Oklahoma, and he's getting 10 runs against UCLA right now yeah, and I'm in the Women's close. College World Series. But it's it, that would make it within a slam, I guess. If I'm going to be a glass-half-full guy. Uh, sure, if you're getting 10 runs, Boy, sure. Boy, those fences are short, by the way. Uh, three, uh, you can could, you could hit over that. It's, it's you know, 300 feet is not that far. Yeah. Look like it's just simple pokes that are flying deep into the night. Uh, Oklahoma, who's great against everybody not named UCLA, you game one of the Women's College World Series. UCLA, top of the seventh, leads Oklahoma in game one of the best of three, 16-2. I was waiting for somebody to get drilled. That the Oklahoma pitchers oh, would eventually be get salty. Now that, but yeah, since it's the yeah, first yeah. game of a series, you uh, really can't do that. Yeah, but don't you want to hit somebody or throw some at somebody just to send a message? Well, I think he would to back him off the plate a don't little bit. Don't you want to do that? Yeah. Oh, you see, you it. got a crafty southpaw in there and come up behind and inside. Would there even be a fight though? I don't. Even, be, I don't think. I don't a, know. Yeah, I don't know. There'd be a fight. I just like throwing those elements of chaos All into right. the mix and sure. see what happens. Just a couple of inside heaters. Well, just see. I mean, you're down 16-2. <laughs> it's like stealing the extra base. when you throw you're... a purpose pitch. Why not? It's <laughs> a game two. You're backing off. In the women's college brawl. Oh, and there's a brawl. Well, you know, look, Nolan Ryan got in a brawl once, so I guess that could happen for anybody. Nolan Ryan, uh, well, that wasn't much of a brawl. Someone finally did it to him. I mean, yeah. that's the one thing in the Robin Ventura bat, brouhaha uh-huh. that never, he never gets proper credit yeah. for someone finally saying, I'm tired of your S yeah. and running out to the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got he got whooped, so there's no yeah, question about it. Yeah, Both of them made a lot of money signing photographs and 
figures of that <laughs> and pl- commemorative plates, you name it. They've signed it all. But Robin Ventura did what guys for 20 plus years didn't have the stones to do. So, and that's probably why. So, what you're saying is there could be a brawl in this game. No, I was holding out hope. All right, At 16-2, to two, the fact that it's still front and center here yeah. and not something else that's been able to replace it, if, I don't know what to say about that. If there is a brawl, we will bring it to you. Uh, however... There might be one in the studio. You don't know. End of the, well, you're, you're in that bad of a mood? No, nah, Frostburg usually comes in salty on a Monday. Oh, no. Frostburg's happy. Anthony Lynn said they're going to do everything the Rams are doing in in, uh, in the preseason this year. Yeah, no reason to see Phillip Rivers yeah, in the preseason. Uh, Come on. So, they're, so they're gonna, they're gonna get Save him for the 18-game regular season coming well, up. Well, yeah. So they're going to get a good run and then score three points in the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you're officially dead to me. Before, <laughs> before we get to that... End of the second period, Bruins and the Blues tied at two apiece. The pivotal game four where Boston could take a stranglehold in the Stanley Cup final. Blues on the power play late in the second period. They give up a shorthanded goal. Jordan Bennington, who has had trouble the past couple of games, gives up a bad rebound and then has time to get his body over to cover the left side of the net, but does it kind of stops and kicks out and reaches, barely gets his glove on the shot that finds the back of the net, and Bruins tie the game at two apiece. And I, I just thought, watching that same point, that I really needed a little bit more from Bennington on the Well, you and I were Car- watching Carlos- that as we were getting ready for the show, and what did I yell? I was like, Ken Harrelson, stretch! Oh, Brandon Carlo with the goal, and, and he's, he's got a great re- right on his stick, one-legged shot, but he's got a little time to get his whole body over and instead he kind of stops and slides out and kicks out his leg and his and his and his glove hand only oh maybe looking like hey i can make a really athletic amazing savior instead of hey let me get my body in front of it where he could have made a better play or truly just had no clue as to which angle to take for the shot that's that could be it right? as well. trying to half cover down low half cover top and instead the body's still on the other end of the the net so we're tied at two apiece going to the third period meanwhile get ready for the 18 game regular season yeah in here the it National comes football league why is this going to happen well you saw the news today commissioner roger goodell saying earlier today while participating in pro football hall of fame quarterback jim kelly's golf tournament outside of buffalo that uh yeah this whole four game preseason that we've been playing for the past you know 60 years eh. i've been pretty strong on our preseason i you know i think things evolve over the years i'm not sure you know talking to coaches that four preseason games is necessary anymore to to get ready for a season um to evaluate players, to develop players. Um, there are other ways of doing that. And we've had a lot of discussions about that. And, you know, I feel like what we should be doing is always of the highest quality. And I'm not sure preseason games meet that level right now. So that was him on the golf course, you know, in a big golfing hat, getting ready to play. Uh, part of the rest of that comment should be, you know, I talked to the uh, we don't need those guys. But I talked to my owners thinking, oh, boy, it'd be great to get a... Whoa, you know, whoa, whoa. You can't say owner. What? What? Oh, oh that's no, true. Wait, that, no, no, that's wait, the NBA wait, first. Wait, 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 wait. This is the National Football League. We can say owner. And still stay now, steward. we can say owner. Say steward, because it's close to steward. <laughs> ah, Emmanuel Steward. Excellent. But I talked to the owners... And they all think an 18-game regular season would be great because that's an extra home gate of revenue and compared to the $0 they make because nobody comes to the preseason games. Look, 
obviously are four preseason games needed in the NFL, not now, because he's right about things evolving. You only really need two preseason games, because what do your starters play? Maybe they play a quarter in the very first game. I'm sorry, maybe they play a series in the very first game. Series Sometimes. or two, depending on what's going on, right. how much transition they've had in the right. offseason, but not much more than that. It used to be every starter played the first series, and then they moved on, right? But now, maybe half the teams have the starters play the first series of the first preseason game. Okay, so then that's out the window. Then you get to the second preseason game, and the starters play the first quarter, and maybe into the second, but usually the first quarter is where they play. Then you get the third preseason game. The starters play the first half. Then they give way to the backups. And then the fourth preseason game, no starters play, and the backups play the entire game. The Rams obviously very famously using that strategy last year in making it all the way to the Super Bowl. They didn't play any of their starters during the preseason. All that rest didn't, didn't help matter. Todd Gurley's knee in. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> hot take. Anthony Lynn, Chargers head coach, said today he's going to mimic that approach and not play starters in the preseason. Sure. So really, what are you looking at? Right now, the starters play maybe a series, a quarter, and two quarters. So that's three quarters, right? So that's three quarters. Yep. Now, if you cut it to two preseason games and you had your starters play – the first quarter of the first preseason game and the first half of the second preseason game, you're good. You're good because that's all you really need. You have your entire first game to evaluate people. You have the second half to evaluate people. You really don't need the whole game. You know, this is, you know, who you're, you're talking about filling the final 15 spots at most on your roster. I mean, you know, by the time you get to the preseason games, okay, here's the six players in competition for the four wide receiver slots. Okay, so that's two players at wide receiver you got to figure out. All right, here's the seven, uh, here, here's the nine people in, in place for the seven offensive line. So there's only like really two spots at every position that are up for grabs. So if you're talking about that, you're talking about, you know, 15, 20 players at most you're evaluating and you can get away with that. So clearly, no, the time for extended preseason is done. I like the fact that there's low pressure games. I get to see my team play in their uniforms you get and to see them actually win a game execute football. Yeah, I like that, but I'll be okay with not having it. But realize it's got to go down to two games because you know what the NFL wants. They want an 18-game regular season, and this is what they want. This is going to be a big deal for the CBA, which is coming up in a couple years. The fans want more regular season games, but you can't cut one preseason game and add two regular season games. you got to cut two preseason games and add two regular season games. So that's why the preseason's going to go down to two, and they'll add the 18 games. It'll be more money. This is also a very big deal for the players, because if they can swallow this and say, all right, we'll play 18 games, they can ask for a lot in return, because this is a very, very big ask of the end. This is like when you say, here's what we want for our negotiation, this is one of the big chips the NFL is going to put forward, 18-game regular season. Now, one of the things that's always been kind of nebulous about the CBA is, you know, how that 20 has to be split. Because I think by the current provisions of, of this CBA, if they wanted to, they could strong arm it. Means they'd probably have absolute chaos uh, a year down the road had they tried to implement it earlier. But I believe that was one of the big impasses in the past. Now you look at it and you're you're going to have a lot of different fights mm-hmm. on your hands. And this is where, if you're the NFL and Goodell, this is where you got your hands behind your head and your feet kicked up because you want to watch the, the infighting. You want to watch wh- what's the most important, right? Is it guaranteed contracts? 
because that gets bandied about quite a bit. Is that really where you're going to have the fight? You're going to talk about expanded rosters if you're going to go to an 18-game season? Well, veterans aren't going to be happy about that, right? More new guys on the cheap potentially to come in and take their jobs. Right. So you've got that going. And then obviously the pie will grow. So every, and only to a certain extent, because let's face it, you're already paying for those preseason tickets. You don't get them for free. You might give them to someone who doesn't give you a nickel, except maybe he gives you an extra beer and an extra pork chop at the next barbecue. Mm, but beyond chop. that, you know, he's he's generally not paying you face value, but the team has sold those tickets yeah. at face value. So other than some extra concessions, they've already done pretty well in that front. So they already realize their share of the pie. Could you maybe boost your ticket price a little bit more because now the games count. Sure. Well, yeah, and it's an extra sure. regular season game. Well, yeah, you well, can. But, sure. but it's that kind of thing where, you know, you can add a percentage there. But the players wanting that versus guaranteed contracts mm-hmm. versus probably another day offer or two or really putting the word voluntary in capital letters for OTAs so people shut up once and for yeah. all as to whether someone has to be there or not. I mean, there's a million things they're going to be fighting for. Well, and this don't is forget turning about into this. a delicious thing. You're you're also taking away two games from your local market yeah. that has the game. You know, local CBS or local Fox, where it's people that you never see during the regular season doing play-by-play and analyzing games. But you get to sell a lot more uh, yeah. local inventory and all of those kind of yeah. things, so right? There, so. It's a big thing, but that's a very big ask. But get ready, because the 18-game regular season is coming. But I like, and I admire from a business perspective, I mean, I understand that Roger Goodell is, is kind of weaselly throwing this out there, but doesn't say anything about the 18-game regular season, right? This is the official kickoff of a story that's going to exhaust us for the next 18 months, and that is the new collective bargaining agreement. He kicked it off today by telling, by saying at Jim Kelly's golf benefit, yeah, the time has come and gone for preseason games. Didn't talk about adding games, just talked about, you know, preseason games, the idea has come and gone, and really, fans don't care that much about the preseason games. They're like, all right, great, and they know, because fans are smart, they know, oh, this means 18-game regular season. The players don't hear him say it, so the only thing that's out there is that, you know, we're taking care of the players. We're not we're not having two preseason games in the regular season, in, in the preseason, and then the follow-up, I guarantee you, it's going to be Goodell saying, you know, we've done research, and this much contact early in the season because of the injury risk for players is not worth it. And that'll be the next thing they throw out there is it's about contact in the preseason. And and that that's we don't want players to get injured in the preseason. Obviously when maybe they're not 100% ready, had a chance to go through an entire training camp, blah, 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 whatever Roger Goodell wants to say. But like, look how he's throwing it out there. He's kicking it off and he's saying, hey, this is something that everybody wants, right? I, I'm, I, hey, don't get mad at me. I, this is the first something boom this is in the owners and the nfl commissioners side for the cba we want to help everybody by having less preseason games not saying what it is no no sure but this is like me saying i'm gonna cut your taxes my carmen oh wow that's great well how are you gonna recoup money oh man i'm gonna kill you and your hoa dues that you're gonna wind up being to oh well yeah i gotta get the money somewhere sure i just want you to know that yeah either that or i'm enforcing every rolling california turn you make or anything Nah, harman's already the one (laughs) percent he's good (laughs) 
I'm working towards hey, it. Hey, if you own a condo, I can cut your taxes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but your HOA is going to go up like 28%. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why? I'm, why, why? I'm cutting your taxes. But I'm only going to say I'm cutting your taxes. No, it's always look what the, the other hand is doing. Yeah. The other part of what Goodell said and why this isn't getting quite the run it is just yet mm. is that it was outside of Buffalo. So it's Jim Kelly. So a little yeah. bit of love to Jim Kelly. But the other of, hey, don't worry. I don't want to move your franchise yet. <laughs> so that's the story that got everybody. That was the flashing red light. Hey, the Pagulas aren't leaving tomorrow. We're doing this in Buffalo? All right, we'll do it there. So it allows that other story to kind of percolate you know, on, on the back burner. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Pros do it right to save 5% more every day by shopping at Lowe's. In-store or online, save 5% on eligible purchases just by using your Lowe's business credit account. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Subject to credit approval, cannot be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. See store for details. United States only. We have more NFL on the way, but coming up next... I did say on Friday there was no way the Raptors would lose to the Warriors. Your Raptors. If, hey. Kevin, if Kevin Durant didn't play. Who said that would be the other, the I, opposite? Who, I said Who was that. right? I, I don't remember. I said that that wouldn't happen, and that happened. I'll tell you why it happened and why I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Coming up next. Happy Monday. Oh, sorry, James Holzhauer. Oh, too soon? Spoiler? Oh, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. you find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. 
beat. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. But he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios early in the third period, Boston and St. Louis still tied at two apiece. Blue's about to go on the power play. That uh, They absolutely need this game. That is an understatement, as uh, Boston really could take a stranglehold here uh, with a win. But again, 2-2 in the third period. The Blues trying to tie things up. And, you know, selfishly... Let's go Hawks! I, I don't have a... Oh. I don't have a... Yeah, wow, you are, are you... <laughs> I don't have a rooting interest in this, except the fact that, you know, I hate the Bruins. But... The thing is, is that, I mean, being a Whaler fan, you can't like the Bruins. Hawks fan can't like the Blues. But, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, is that I really, I want to I want to keep hearing Gloria. You know, I think, that I, I, I want to just keep hearing Gloria. You just Gloria. love the celebration of yeah. Laura Brannigan we, whenever we can. You know, we had, uh, this is one of our big weekend softball for playoff-wise, and the guy, coach, I told you, Andy, is a huge, his whole family Blues fans, after every game, when we won, play Gloria, and people are going, what is that? Like, you can't get over how many people just have no idea about it, because obviously it's hockey. It's hockey! And they're like, why do you keep playing that and song? And a 30 year old song. And we're all singing Gloria, <laughs> calling Gloria. John was Gloria. going ham at the final game tonight. Yeah, he's. TJ. I've had enough of him, too. This is like what, what Jim Bowie What did his beard do to you? Wow. Repeatedly as the requisite Blackhawks fan all those years ago. And How do here, you hate John Hamm? for the Blues, it's <laughs> He's John better looking Hammond. than all of us. He is. He's not that, jealous. He's that's not wrong. that great an actor, but he is a good-looking dude. He's pretty funny. He's a good-looking... See, that's the thing. I he's an actor? Think, I think he's a better comedian. I always think... He was good, great in tag. Good-looking lo- <laughs> good people like John Hamm, uh, women, whatever it is, actors and actresses, like when they're impossibly good-looking... 
they're so much better when they do comedy than when they try to do drama. Like, like I wasn't a big Mad Men fan because the pace of the show was so glacial and nothing ever happened. And you couldn't relate. I never finished it. It was hard. Final two seasons. I'm like, I'm done with you. You don't smoke cigarettes and you don't hang out with hot chicks. No, I don't. But it was New York. You you still fast forwarded all the Christina Hendricks parts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they they put together a compilation on YouTube for that so I could just watch Christina Hendricks. I did watch Fist Fight over the weekend with Ice Cube. Yeah. And Christina Hendricks is in that. She's, oh, is she? she plays a crazy teacher. It's pretty good. Okay, all she's right. She's got some great one-liners. All right, oh, very nice. Oh, I'm all Did Ice Cube shoot a four-pointer in it? No, but uh, the guy from It's Always uh, Sunny. What's Which one? Charlie. Mac, Dennis, Charlie. Char- what's his name? Mac Danny DeVito. No, Danny DeVito. No, 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 no. No, uh, Charlie. Um, his name is Charlie. Yes. Charlie, Charlie, I can't Charlie, think of his Charlie. surname. Charlie Day. Charlie, Charlie, Day. Charlie, Charlie Day. Day. There you go. So they're teachers. Of Charlie Murphy. They don't like Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. I wish. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ups to Charlie. Too seen. Yeah, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, ups to Charlie Murphy. Rest in peace. Uh, so, all right. Well, good. I'm glad because anything with Christina Hendricks, I'll, I'll, you know. I figured you would peruse it. I'm not going to go see it. I'll wait till it comes on cable and I'll watch. Oh, it's a already on cable. It. it was funny. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, then no, I, can, I, I can find it. I right, had some good, good moments. Uh, Crazy I, Ice Cube. I just kind of want to hear Gloria again. It's kind of fun. That's okay. You, you want to hear a few bars? You know, I got to have. I got to have a list. Of 80 songs, I want winning teams to adopt so we can play them and listen to them all the time. Like I want, I someone, no, I want someone like to 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 find and update like uh, Rosanna by Toto, which is one of the top like three songs in the 80s. Like I want someone, someone to win. Go, no, we got to play, got to play Toto, got to play Rosanna. Like that's the one I want people to I rediscover. Like you know what? Weezer probably redid that one too, just like it wow. was recorded. Because you can't do any hit. You can't do like, oh, I want Welcome to the Jungle. No, that, that's a big classic rock song in history. No, you need. And it's been, oh, you it's, forget and about that's it. been abused at this yeah, point. Yeah, now you got to have some. No, but Toto was 82, 83. Now, if you could do Out to Get Me, <laughs> now that would be <laughs> sad. You hear that cowbell right off the front? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. All right, so 2-2, Boston and yeah. St. Hoping to hear Gloria at least one more time. I said on Friday, there was no way... Mm-hmm. The Warriors could beat the Raptors without Kevin Durant. I think you said no way, no how. So no you way. owe Rob Parker like five times. I didn't say no. I didn't say that. I didn't say no way. No. I didn't say let's get ready to run. No, I didn't say any of that. No, no, no I, I didn't. Dude, he will come crashing say, through the wall I like just the said, Kool-Aid let's get, man. I said let's get ready to. I could let's get ready to take a shower. Dumbo. Let's let's get ready to roll some dice. Sweet. Let's get ready. We're gonna to, play dice in the hallways. Let's get ready to go to McDonald's. I mean, I could have said any of those things. Horse meat sandwiches. Let's get. You know, they they tore the McDonald's down near my house. I saw that. They tore it down. They're gonna have to build a new one. They are resurrecting they it. Tore, it's rising from the, the ashes. McDonald's. It's ever had to been torn down. It's a McDonald's. No, no, I, they're renovating it, making it better. Yeah, but still, it's gonna be a year with no McDonald's around the corner from my neighborhood. So you got to go four what or five hell, blocks man? for the other one. Ah, shit. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're gonna tear down a Starbucks. But <laughs> three more I, will rise up to I, take it. <laughs> When you cut the head off a snake. (laughs) So I said this. I said this. And I was not correct. I was wrong. Because obviously we watched the Warriors win game two. How do I feel about this? As I ask rhetorical questions. Your Raptors. Uh, Your Raptors. Raptors. How do I feel? With that Drake tattoo you got working on your neck. He's covering it up tonight, though. I'm I'm embarrassed. (laughs) He's got a sleeve over it. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for me. 
I'm embarrassed for you being associated with me. Yeah, I was I'm too. embarrassed for Frostburg. He's had to walk around all weekend with, with uh, a shirt that said, producer, odd couple show. Yeah, I mean, because I know, wanted to fight very, you all weekend yeah. off it. Uh, I, I was going to start trolling you. I'm in here with Plashki yesterday. He's yeah. doing the same thing. I'm Just saying, ah, there's no chance. Like, what, have we watched these games? Come on, man. Here's why I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Because they lost in the fourth quarter to a team that got zero points out of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson didn't play, right? Klay Thompson, whose MRI reportedly came back okay. He's feeling good about Game 3, even though his status right now is up in the air. So they, the Raptors, found a way at home to blow Game 2 when Steph Curry was held scoreless and Klay Thompson was not on the floor. They lost... To Boogie Cousins, Sean Livingston, Quinn Cook, Andrew Bogut, and Andre Iguodala. That is inexcusable. That is an epic fail of biblical proportions. I feel awful. I know it's NBA Finals and these are the champs because that's a champion's medal. That's when. No, you blew it to a team that the Knicks would be able to beat if you put these guys on the floor for 48 minutes. You couldn't close out the Warriors when Steph doesn't score, Klay Thompson's not playing, Kevin Durant's not playing, and I think Draymond Green had one basket in the fourth quarter. One basket. You lost to Boogie, Livingston, Cook, Bogut, Niguodala. How do you do that? That is absolutely because Boogie Cousins was a boss. That That's is inexcusable. Why. A guy who can't even run up and down the court. You allow. He looked pretty good yesterday. That was. Uh, I think one or two more up downs, we might have seen the limit. But that was that was uh, that was so embarrassing. I, I'm embarrassed for everybody who had to see that. I mean, obviously, the Warriors look. Their fans oh, look. Oh, look how great our guys are and our bench guys and people say this about bench. But no, that should have never happened. Should have never happened. But it did. But it did. And Kawhi Leonard... I'm embarrassed. What, what, I'm embarrassed. what did you hear immediately after the, the game? Hey, Kawhi's knee must be worse than they've let on, right? Everything's worse, right? Yes. Fred Van Viet lost an eye in the third quarter. Well, you know, well, Kyle Lowry d- lost two toes and couldn't run. That I believe. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, though. stuck Fred, out loud, Fred Kyle Van Vliet went... Well, he gets himself fouled out, and he's sitting uh, on the bench. He's useless to you. No, I know. Uh, including a couple of really bad fouls. But on the final shot by Iguodala, Van Vliet, he, he's got to run, run out on him. Instead, he chases Steph down towards the lane mm. where there's already a bit of traffic, leaving Iguodala to look around and do the, alright, I got this. But yeah, Boogie Cousins, your hero of the day. I'm so embarrassed. And Looney got hurt. I'm so and embarrassed. And Looney got hurt. A, a, yeah. big, a guy who's now pr- yeah. probably done, no matter yeah. what, because of the, the clavicle, the collarbone issue, that you're looking at a guy that was giving you 15 to 20 minutes a night, yeah. now he's not there. Yeah, you've lost Kevon Looney, who gets the who has the injury. It's, it's ruled he's out indefinitely, which if you have a fractured collarbone, no matter what kind of fracture, you're not coming back in the NBA I'll tell you what, though. It'd be kind of cool if he came back with a giant brace. Because, I mean, think of that wingspan. That's it. Oh, Can't I'm, move up or down. I'm thinking, of what, was the, what was the big guy wearing in Fight Club? The bartender? Oh, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's wearing that whole big head thing. <laughs> Kevon Looney isn't trying to play in that. <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for all of us. I'm embarrassed for everybody who had to hear that and had to see that on Sunday. But speaking of that final play, 
Something that's not being given enough attention on Andre Iguodala's dagger of a three. We got that coming up in 90 seconds, but first, Brian Fenley's got what's trending. BF! Hey, thank you so much, Jason. The Warriors front court thinning in the NBA Finals. Center Kavon Looney is out indefinitely with a fractured collarbone. DeMarcus Cousins better get his act together now. And Klay Thompson is questionable for Game 3 after an MRI spotted a hamstring strain. Meantime, Brandon Carlo putting a strain on the Blues in Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. Saucer to head, Bergeron far circle, shoots Pennington the save, rebound, they score! Brandon Carlo shorthanded the 20th Bruin to register a goal here in the playoffs, and the Boston Bruins have tied game four at two apiece. Judd Surratt bring the energy on the call for WBZ 98.5, the sports hub in Boston. Bruins and Blues still tied at two. They are in the third period. Boston leads the series two games to one. Various outlets claiming Minnesota Vikings CEO Kevin Warren will be named the next commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. The Orioles choose Oregon State catcher Adam Rutschman, number one overall in Major League Baseball's draft. The 18-win Orioles need all the help they can get. A light baseball schedule in the works tonight. The Astros scored three runs in the top of the first. It is 3-0 heading into the bottom half of the inning to the Mariners, who are self-destructing. Earlier, the Cubs lashed out on the Angels 8-1. Javier Baez produced three RBI. Hey, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll be back with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon in a moment, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And the New York Mets are off tonight. And Jason, you know that's the same thing as a win for the Mets. You know, SNY TV, their official Twitter account, put out a tweet yesterday saying, hey, the Mets can't let you down tomorrow because (laughs) they have an off day. This is their own television network saying they can't let you down tomorrow. Haven't they fired people for less? Oh, Oh, man. Fired a guy this weekend, but hey, Ron Darling's coming back. Welcome back, Ron so Darling. Glad right. to hear that he's he's on the mend and ready to get back it's, in the booth. It's always nice to hear that they they fired Nelson Figueroa because he showed up not fit to work. What do you think that like, meant? What is that? <laughs> well, I mean, allegedly, you can't say drunk uh, off his ass. No, 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 no. He's not. Fi- how do you show up not fit to work? I don't understand. I okay. T-shirt and anyway, shorts instead yeah. of the suit and tie. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, that that doesn't work. I mean, on television, you got to do that bit. Yeah, that's true. It does. Here, not so much. No, no, no. We can wear sweats like that. This still perplexes me. A day after final seconds of the Raptors Warriors game two, the Raptors are down. They got a foul. Except. Curry spins, stumbles with a dribble, throws cross-court to Livingston, good catch, goes to Andre, he's open, launches a three, buried it! He buried it with 5.9 to go! Warriors Radio Network on the call, a 106-104 game. The Warriors lead over the Raptors. It was a hellacious comeback for the Raptors late in the fourth quarter after they have given this game to the Golden State Warriors, losing to their most ancillary of players when you got zero points out of Kevin Durant, who didn't play, Steph Curry in the fourth quarter, and Klay Thompson, who was out in the fourth quarter. None of them scored a bleeping point, and you still gave that away. But you had a chance at the end. You cut it to two with 25 seconds left. Things are great. And what do you do? You don't foul. You don't foul. 
You don't foul, and you let the Warriors pass the ball around, and Andre Iguodala hits that dagger of a three with seven seconds left to go, and the Warriors win the game 109-104. After the game, Kawhi Leonard was asked, hey, uh, what's that strategy at the end there, Kawhi? Did you want to see the ball in his hands in that situation compared to anybody else on the floor? No, we wanted to see it in our hands. (laughs) We wanted to get a steal. That was awesome. Come on. We wanted to see it in our hands. That was if he just deadpan. That goes back to the Draymond the other night. Should have just dropped the microphone. (laughs) Make your point. When I watched that unfold, I said to myself, Nick Nurse, are you serious? Yeah. All right. You're down by two with 26 seconds left. The Warriors can take the ball all the way down to the end, basically. They can take it all the way down to three seconds left. How are you not fouling? How do you not foul? How do you not foul? How do you say, okay, we're going to just keep going and going and going and try to get a steal? Because what's going to happen is if you can't get a steal, eventually the Raptors are going to get that shot, right? And Iguodala hits that shot with seven seconds left. Now, what happens at the end of games when things when things go on like this and it, it, you're waiting till the end for one last possession? A shot, it bounces up. Panic ensues because there's seconds left and people are watching the clock and they're trying to grab the basketball. The ball bounces around. By the time you get it, pass it out. It's absolute chaos on the floor. Well, likely gets and chipped you, out a couple yeah, of times. Are you get, and you're getting up and you're getting off a frantic 35-foot heave at the end. That was really the strategy? That's what the Raptors were going for? Well, Seriously? Well, the 12.5-second mark, right, when Curry's last got the ball – Two defenders, Van Vliet and Siakam, converge upon him and probably should have had a foul called. But because it, they were still a going for the steal, I don't know if that was communicated. I'm like, hey, we're just aggressively going to steal, not trying to foul. Curry gets bumped a couple of times. They don't call it. And he remember, he gets the pass over to Clay Thompson, who snatches it out of the air and immediately fires back to Iguodala. Van Vliet, instead of shifting over to where Iguodala is, he chases Steph Curry down into the lane, leaving Iguodala to look around like, where, where's, where's the defender on me? It's almost like he wanted to wait. Hey, and so when people are saying bad shot, these were the same people that were praising That's thirty-five one of those, footers. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, good but shot, they're the good same shot, people that shot. were right, exactly. saying, "Hey, the yeah. percentages say yeah. Damian Lillard hits thirty-five foot jump shots." No, Andre Iguodala has hit big shots in his past, and I'd rather have him taking it than a lot of the other guys that were creeping around on the court at that point. Especially yeah. if he's standing by himself, yeah, like no, an old set shot. The shot was fine. I mean, look, he was wide open. Who else is going to take that shot? That's it. Clay's not on the floor, and Steph doesn't have any points. Who else going to take that Mitch shot? Mitch Richmond. I don't mind. That would have been fun. Chris Mullen could have taken that shot. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You know, I, I, I would have dug that. Run TMC. Anybody from that team could but have yeah, taken yeah, what? 8.8 seconds left. He winds up. He hits the big uh, shot. I mean, you and don't. you're able to finish the job. You don't, send, you don't figure out a strategy to try to get them to the free throw line. To try to get the, how How do you, you let it come down to, when you are losing and it's the final set and you can't get the ball back really because you weren't if you let it go all the way three seconds you have to extend the game when you're losing Always. you extend the game especially because even the best guys miss free throws anymore <laughs> if there were 45 seconds left and you said okay we're gonna let this go we're gonna try for a steal and that but this is it's down to the end of the game there's only there's, you're not getting time put on the clock with three so oh, we're gonna add 10 seconds I, I i didn't get it i didn't get that part of it i enjoyed the fact that boogie was standing down on the baseline freeze frame it as curry's getting ready to get rid of the ball 
Boogie Cousins is standing there with his hands on his knees. Draymond Green's at the half court line, like I'm not getting in the middle of this. Like this is all Steph moving it, moving it in, and they eventually get the wide open shot. I, I, I and how do you not foul Draymond? I mean, I, I don't well, understand. That's just it, right? That's, get him to engage off the ball. That is horrendous coaching. That is that is, and Nick Nurse is on a couple of things where I go, is he really up for the moment? Because remember in, in the last round when 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 there when there was a couple of changes that were made and you're scratching your head going, what is he doing? I understand what he's doing. Now obviously he had a great game plan in game one. He had a great game plan against the Bucks for the most part. But uh, this is the NBA Finals now, and I, I don't I don't get how that was the strategy. Let's try to get a steal so we can maybe get the ball with less than five seconds left to go. How is that How is that a good outcome? I don't who, know. Let's who work said to in the, the box and one? Who though? said in the huddle? Let's do it. Let's do that. Oh, we'll get a turn. We'll get a steal. How are you going to get a steal? We're going to get a steal. Oh, just because you say you're going to get a steal. If he'd gotten that Insane. neck massage, he might have been in, in a clearer state of that mind. Was awful by Nick Nurse. Uh, guess what, everybody. We have a goal in Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. Who is it? Oh, no. Oh, no. The St. Louis Blues have taken a 3-2 lead. Ryan O'Reilly at the 10.38 mark of the third period. The Blues now eight minutes away from tying the Stanley Cup Final at two games apiece. Your Bruins are in trouble. I, they've never been Your my Bruins. Bruins. Never been my Bruins. I thought I heard that earlier. No. Your Bruins. Coming up next. Hey, a heavyweight story that everybody can relate to because, believe it or not, you are in better shape than the heavyweight champion of the world. And I say you, and I mean you. It's next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pot? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. 
I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top they ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. We said boxing back 20 years. Last weekend, said boxing back 20 years. 20 years. Guys, it looked like me. And Mike Harmon hey, can hey, be hey. the champs. Because me, I'm taller than Harmon, but he wears glasses, so we're even. Buddy, I'm a damn model compared to the physique <laughs> on my man Ruiz Jr. I thought you guys would be way more pumped up today. Uh, yeah, I did. I went to McDonald's it's the four only times. night ever you can say you're in better shape than the heavyweight champion. Oh, I'm jacked up about it. Are you kidding me? Uh, right now, but he's the hero everybody needs for a moment. Four minutes to go in the third period. Blues trying to hold on against the Bruins. They lead it three-two. We could be hearing Gloria at least one more time. But this weekend. Andy Ruiz Jr. People don't know who he is, and for, for good reason. He Nobody really knew who he was until this weekend, until he beat Anthony Joshua, who was undefeated up until this weekend, at Madison Square Garden to become the heavyweight champion of the world. Now, before you're saying, well, which heavyweight champion? He's got like 11. No, he's got three belts now. He's got the WBA, the IBF, the WBO, the IBO, and the IHOP. Picked up four belts. Four. 
You really just blew out the man. That was I a like funny that. joke. I, I, I he even took the Knicks good. belt. I got He's the, got the Knicks well, belt, too. He jumped on it first. He jumped so I had the IHOP belt. That was a funny line. You got to let that breathe for a second. That was funny. That's something they should do. You know, I that's something they should, the should IHOP do, though. belt. No, you could make IHOP really unhealthy in a minute. The Home Tafafé belt. I eat cookies good. <laughs> if you've seen him, Ruiz is 6'2", and he goes about 270. 270. That's what they list him at. Yeah, it's yeah. The, and it's not like you can hide how a guy at 6'2", 270 looks in he's butterbean trunks. He's like he's like butterbean. It's almost like when I turned on the fight, I expected to see, where did he fight in Jackass in a TV store? Did they walk in? Remember when he oh, walked yeah. in and started fighting? Uh, Jackass yeah. the movie, yeah. 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 Spoiler alert. <laughs> they just walk into a TV store. Just Don't open the toilet. Here's the thing, though. 34 total fights, 33 victories, 22 by knockout, only one loss in his career. Man, come on. They tell him, listen, no buffet after if you don't win. Okay, I got to go. Come on. Every day, every game, every fight day is a Snickers bar. Talked about that. So mm-hmm. Snickers is reaching out. I think everybody's I think like, non-fight. how much is that going to be worth? I'm like, he's already declared his love. They th- don't I need think, to buy him. I think non fight days are Snicker bar days too. Probably don't. Two, two Snicker, Snicker bars. bars for you every day. Snicker bar. <laughs> and and, and, and Snickers guy. And a Snickers, Snickers guy. ice cream bar. Yeah, no, I don't. To come like, over the top. I don't like nuts in my chocolate. If you said a Reese's Day or a Three Musketeers Day or a Midnight Milky Way Day, I'd say, okay, great. But, but get yeah, this. I'm not a Snickers. I'm not a Snickers guy. Two Mexican National Junior Olympics gold medals. A world ringside heavyweight championship, 105 wins, mm-hmm. 105 and five during his amateur career. Ten-time pie eating contest winner, <laughs> probably. What a guy! And the first Mexican American heavyweight champion. And that's where the sales pitch to all this goes going forward. But as you said, turn back the sport. Twenty. Well, I mean, everybody really. wanted Joshua and Deontay Wilder, man. I mean, you want you wonder why people sit here and go, "Wow, oh, the heavyweight division in boxing is so much attention over Fury Wilder last year." We did look, we did a yep. show from there, and then you see then this Wilder and you go, was really late, and you go, "Really?" You go, you what really? about Van Wilder? This guy, Van. There you go. Don't it, ask it, what you can do for your cop. And then you see this and you go, really, man? It's just certain optics are just awful for a sport. And this is a horrible optic. Here's a guy who goes 270. This is a heavyweight. 6'2", 270. But you see the footwork and the fast hands, man. He's not 7'3", and when, he, and when he got Joshua upside the head uh, yeah. on the ear, that was it. Equilibrium oh. done. He was jelly. I'm not saying he's not a good boxer, obviously, but it's a bad optic for the sport. This is your champ, really? Set the sport back 25 years, oh, man. Hey, man, man. There might be enrollments in gyms and fight <laughs> dens nationwide for guys showing up looking like us saying, I'm in. Heavyweight champion I, mean, I, I can do world. it. If he did it, why not me? Hey, we've been looking for a true heavyweight champion for a long time. <laughs> He's yeah, the people's champ. He the people's is, champ. Is the people's There's champ. no question Everybody will be rooting for him now the rest a of the lot way. Of I'm love going back to old guys. Well, yeah. he's only 29. I think kind of young by that by all standards. He told yeah. he told Joshua pre-fight, "quote Don't underestimate this little fat boy." So now he gets to fight Buster Douglas, right? Ooh, Buster uh, Douglas is still the biggest upset yeah, in history, yeah, by well, far, and it's not at, even close. At least he still looked like a boxer. But my goodness, we have an update for you. Another goal in St. Louis. The Blues have doubled their lead after an empty netter. They lead the Bruins 4-2 a minute away from tying the Stanley Cup final at one game apiece. I can tell you two big things are going to happen next. What's that? You're going to hear Gloria. Yeah. You have a big story from the NBA that is ridiculous. I just heard Gloria.
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The St. Louis Blues score an empty net goal at the end and befuddle the Bruins 4-2 to even the Stanley Cup final at two games. Ryan O'Reilly scored twice for St. Louis. The Warriors' front court now has fewer scoring options. Center Kevon Looney is out indefinitely with a fractured collarbone. Meanwhile, Clay Thompson is questionable for Game 3 after an MRI detected a hamstring strain. Various outlets claiming Minnesota Vikings CEO Kevin Warren will be named the next commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. Corey Seager has hit a three-run blast as the Dodgers lead the Diamondbacks 3-1 in the fifth inning. Earlier, the Cubs body-bagged the Angels 8-1. Javier Baez, three RBI. Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike. He's claiming the company copyrighted a logo he created without his consent. Nike just do it mantra? Not applying here. I'm Brian Fenley. We are Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 2 of the program, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. How you doing, buddy? from the Geico studio. I'm doing pretty good because we can hear Gloria again. Well, we can hear it anytime we want. Yeah, I know, but there's got to be a reason. In a celebratory next level. Right. There's got to be a reason. And look, cause I'm, you know, look, as much as I like Sweet Caroline, yeah, I'm kind of done with Boston songs. But we can but hear if, Gloria again you know because what? the you, blues won. But if you want to reimagine Sweet Caroline, listen to the live version done by Elvis years and years ago. He was mm. the first to cover it. All right. I mean, somebody's going to want to mumbles it through and he does it at about double time. It's great. Don't forget JD and the straight shots cover, too. <laughs> I'm sure that's brilliant on so many other levels. Unless it isn't. To do my best uh, update voice, uh, the Blues double up the Bruins 4-2. They tie the Stanley Cup final at two games apiece. Game five coming up. Is that update guy or is yeah, that, who is that? Who is that? Classic like, rock radio guy. That's not what Brian you were about to like. go straight into. Hey, coming up later on, we got your chance to win tickets to see Phil Collins out at the Universal <laughs> Amphitheater. Big comeback tour. Speaking of comebacks, the Blues came back to win tonight. Double up the Bruins four to two, which means we have this Laura Branigan hit from 1982 coming your way. It's called Gloria. You know, I remember hearing this song for the first time, and you know, it's being blown away by the your vocals. Borderline Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Give Daddy then, a kiss. And then Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> every guy's Jerry Jones. I, I heard glory. I made some glory hope. And I found every every woman who was incredibly attractive in the Dallas area named Gloria. And I said, this song is for you. And and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. I told people that it was me singing the song, and they believed me, even though it's a woman's <laughs> voice who was about 25 years old at the time. But uh, Harmon, do you have a tomato? goes. <laughs> no, but I got this metal water bottle. Oh, come on. That was funny. <laughs> oh, that works, too. You can't just picture Jerry Jones good, singing that Gloria? Was a good, no, that's a good line. first line, though. Uh, hey, you know, that's me. <laughs> uh, I think, here, 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 just in case you don't know, let's let's hear a little bit of Gloria. You ever hear this along, song? I'll sing along with it. Uh, it kind of goes like this. Here's a lyrics I made up. Uh, but you really don't remember um, uh, the voices in your head that said, you know, play Tony and don't play Dak, but you had to go against that. Uh, I think they had the alias that's uh, a show with Jennifer Garner that was pretty good a few years ago uh, that you've been living under, and we've been living under 500, but with Dak, we are getting back out uh, at uh, 500 and, and, and more. 
It's like that scene with the Cusack fella in the Say Everything movie <laughs> when uh, he held up the boombox and he you know, played the song for the girl and uh, uh, she married the guy from the Beastie Boys. But uh, I don't think that I don't think that made it uh, much longer. It was a diamond fella. No, I think it was the other guy and uh, the classical pianist, the guy you know, the, his kid. And uh, you said pianist, held, right? I said pianist. Yes, I had a T at the end. I had a T at the end. It's not the slide over baby hour yet. And he he held up the held up the boombox and played the song and the girl came out and then uh fraser's dad was not happy and uh said hey break up and then the final scene on the plane and uh boy that was something was it a briefcase boombox or <laughs> no no it's a big no regular boombox that john q yeah we're wearing the trench coat and everything although really really weird trying to no make a clothes trench coat on happen. Yep. yeah it's really weird trying to make a trench coat look cool yeah it's very difficult you know the, the other thing not not cool begging for world series tickets when you've talked about being a fan of the other team for a long time in the city of Chicago. That's right, Cusack. I'm calling you out. So the Blues win 4-2, and we get to hear Gloria. Now, coming up later on this hour, I am going to have my top five 80 songs that sports teams need to adopt. Sweet. Because that's relevant. bring yeah. them back. Well, Gloria and Blues are relevant right songs. now. Oh, yeah. The, We're not Gloria in the 80s. <laughs> All the teams are taking these songs from the 80s. Why don't you bring back roller skates and sweatbands while you're that at it? That was the 70s. And sweat roller skates was the 80s. It's, no, no. Roller skates the 70s. Roller blades was the 80s. And sweatpants have never gone out of style. Okay, just so you know. They've wow. never run out of style. Maybe in your wardrobe. I wear, I wear sweatpants every day of the my life. The same ones, yeah. <laughs> Not the same ones. Sometimes I buy a lot of, if I like, you know, here's the thing. You buy multiple Did pair? Did you buy them if with I that stain? Like no, if I like a pair, <laughs> and I like them, and I wear them, I go, you know, I like this pair. I'll go buy another pair, and say, you know, I have two, so I can wear them a couple of days in a row. Why not? Because they're not jeans. Why can't you buy two pairs if you like something? You only wear jeans two days in a no, row. No, no, no. Look. No, what I'm saying is not like if, so I can, look, if, if it's I wear these smell, sweatpants. smell like right? your backside. It's going to smell like your backside. No, 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 no. Whether no, no, it's no, jeans stop, or no, stop, sweatpants. You guys are missing it. No, <laughs> what I'm saying is that if I like this are pair we? of sweatpants I get, and I like wearing them, I'll go buy another pair. Because I really like them, then I can wear them the next day. So I could wear my first pair on Monday, and then I could wear the second pair, even though they look like the same pair. They're not. I can wear them on Tuesday. In other words, you have one pair of sweatpants that you wear for two days. No, no, no. And now you're telling me that you have. So you stain both pairs in the same spot. If I have two pairs of sweatpants, I can wear Monday, Tuesday, do laundry, bring at least one pair back on Friday. Then the weekend comes. I see an entirely different group of people on the weekend. They see during the week. I can bring those sweatpants back on Saturday and Sunday now. The cheesy poop. Is the same. It's all you right need. underneath the pocket. That's the all you can do. That man. It's how it works. Yeah. Well, that's just good. Sometimes man. men, if you do, if you have, if you have the access to laundry every day, sometimes you only need two pairs of pants. It is a beautiful thing. I don't. Need. I don't believe you've ever done laundry though. Oh no, I do. I think you're making no, no, other no, no, people no. in your house work. No, while no, doing that your is laundry. incorrect. No, no, my dad does laundry terrible. No, that's <laughs> the one thing I can say. Pam does laundry absolutely terrible. I do the laundry because she puts too many things in the Haven't dryer. Have you already disrespected cooking and other no, things? No, 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 no. Listen, now you're adding a list, no, man. No, no. She can't do the laundry because she does laundry. She puts too many things in the washing machine, and then she puts too many things in the dryer. And then she leaves it and forgets about it, so it's all wrinkly, and it's like, I can't even wear these clothes. How do you There's not get no her wrinkly. a bigger dryer? No, no, because I do the laundry. Because <laughs> I'm get like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. If you no, want. See, no, the good good job by Pam, then. I get the one where you got to put was, quarters in. That's a pretty good scam to say, oh, I'm, I'm really terrible at this. She, she's never been good at it and just, never, just doesn't have the talent for it, doesn't have the genes. Doesn't have the chromosome to do laundry. Doesn't have it. I have it. I have a great job. Hey, laundry's great. Shirts come out. 
snapping clean. Oh, they look great. I, I get decide. stuff out. I, I get stains out. And every, oh, no, no. I am a wizard at the laundry. I'm a laundry wizard. Pam is bad at it. So it's like, you know what? I'll do it. I like the fact that you called yourself go. a wizard. I only do. <laughs> He's the Harry Potter of laundry. I'm going to start playing the harmonica. <laughs> I should make that my Twitter avatar bio. Ben, the ben, Harry Potter ben. of laundry. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, this story out of the NBA is just absolutely ridiculous. New York Post picked this up. TMZ picked it up. Many different websites have talked about how now NBA teams are backing down from using the word owner due to racial insensitivity. Remember, Draymond Green was on LeBron James HBO The Shop last year, said, oh, we should, shouldn't say owner because it has a bad, negative, racial insensitivity connotation. Let's just stop for a second and realize that this is a cosmetic battle. This is not anything that there is controversy about. But because the word owner, people have talked about owner, it's been a word for many years. But just because it has a bad connotation when you want to talk about slave owners, which is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of America, you talk about all the tragedies that have happened too, but the worst thing that we did, you know, slavery, that we're still, you know, paying four years later because we, we've never been able to, you know, get out from under it. You know, it's still something that, that you know, racial lines still bind us every, every single day. We have difficulty with this. This is a cosmetic battle. This is, oh, you know what? Let's get do away with owners of, of, of teams because it's racially insane. Um, hang on a second. Let's just, th- this is something for clicks and attention, and this solves no problems, right? It solves no problems. Am I the owner of my house or am I the CEO of my house? But you house? know what? This am is... I on the board of governors of my house? But you always say, Adam Silver looking for an easy win. Here's a PC win if you ever saw one. Which is, which is why they're talking about it. And Adam Silver is, is, de- is debating doing this. Other teams have moved away from it. I own it. my dog. It's I ridiculous. own my house. I own my car. And I, and, I own and everything. And the thing is, when they say, and I own the team. If it was a case when you say own a team, because people, people, they, the players want to take this connotation of they own a team and they want to make it, they own the individuals. No, no, no. I own a team. And I own your contract. They're a business. You know, he owns a business. Right. This is, this is what Jeannie Buss owns a business. Right, James Dolan owns a business and a rock band. Owners own a business, so we say I own a team. That's what you own. You own a business. It's 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 not a person that you own. These people are your employees, right? So you want the right term. It's employer. So you should say, you know, Nick's employer, James Dolan. Because what does James Dolan do? He agrees that you negotiate, the owner signs off on the contract, and you work for the New York Knicks. You work for the Golden State Warriors. I work for Fox Sports Radio. You work for Fox Sports Radio. I I don't, this is not an owner. No one owns me. Our bosses, Scott Shapiro and Don Martin, don't own me. They're not. People own things, right? That's that's just how it is. Now you can make it racially insensitive by putting other words in front of it and saying, "Oh, this is right," but it's not. Owner people own things. You own things. You pay for things. You own them. And we have to stop re- thinking of owning a team as owning the individuals. This is not a battle that is worth fighting. This is just, hey, yeah, let's do away with this. No, you know what we should do away with? How about Adam Silver letting Mark Cuban run the Mavericks while he admittedly fosters an unsafe work environment for fe- for females? No, let's not. Un- let- let's focus on this instead of that. You know, there's a great episode of West Wing, one of my favorite episodes of West Wing, in which it's a big, you know, it's it's a that's completely horribly outdated now because of what's gone on the past you know three years in America. But it was about the White House, and there was a storyline in which. 
the White House chief of staff was going to hire a bodyguard for the president, someone who walked around and, and you know held his things and everything. And the president was Martin Sheen, and the the body guy was Dulé Hill. Uh, who's a very famous actor, now done a lot of things, jumped off of West Wing. And one of the characters was talking to John Amos, a very famous African-American character, uh, a black actor who was a character on the show, and said, you know, what, what do you think about this? And he goes, I don't know why you're asking me this. He says, well, you know, we have, he's, he's an African-American uh, kid, great kid, smart. You know, the visual is going to be him opening doors for the president, him, you know, getting the bag from the president, and I'm not crazy about the visual. And John Amos's character, who is an admiral, says, are you going to treat him well? Are you going to pay him a good wage? And they said, yeah. He goes, then what's the problem? I got real battles to fight. I don't have time for these ones. And he walks out. And I'm like, and then they hired him and obviously became a character in the show. And that was what they were planning on. But I feel like this is a cosmetic battle. This is, yeah, yeah, this is bad. I, I, I fail to see the, 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 impetus to need to get this done, and, or, or why you want to take this and make it a negative connotation. Right, you make I, it I don't understand. Deal, right? Still owns the team. What you need to push, and what the players certainly have done in the, in the, since the last CBA, and the rise of guys like LeBron James, Chris Paul, and others of your biggest stars taking control of the, the players' association, is that you, you've had more of a partnership so the players in their contracts, especially with the the growth of the game and the growth of the power that players have, they're partners to the league. There's not an ownership. You have to enter in into a contract, into an agreement with the player, not through mm-hmm. some third right. bar- party. Yeah. Like it's not a temp agency that they send twelve guys to your to your facility. I mean, it's. Just I saw the headline and immediately forwarded it to you guys, and it was it was a story that really should gain no traction whatsoever. But what are you going to call him? A proprietor? I mean, yeah, it, on the board of governor. Just, on the, just on the, changing the word change chief, anything? Yeah, no. Yeah. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Uh, right now, we actually have a laundry expert on the phone. Sweet. Frostburg says we have a laundry expert on the phone. I have no idea what's going to happen right now. I'm but a little afraid. Laundry expert, weigh in. You are full of it. Oh my god! Yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> I will give you this: that you do do the majority of the laundry in the house, but it is not because I do it incorrectly. It's because you are absurd about the way you have to fold things. I do not put too many clothes in the washer and dryer. You only wash three things at once. I'm trying to save the environment for our child. Oh, look at that! Hey, off the oh. top! Hey, 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 hey! I don't know who this is. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who this is. Prank you call. spend more time folding the laundry than you do doing anything else. Pam, do you anything like do, do you else. like how I fold? Do you like that your 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 shirts don't have creases in them and they're not wrinkly? I don't care. I've told you that a hundred times. I don't care. I don't need a Gap employee in my house. <laughs> hey, look! There's Jason Smith, the famous radio announcer, and there's his wrinkly wife. <laughs> I hope you yeah. love the couch, Jason. <laughs> right. He, when we go into any store, he refolds the stuff that he sees on the things that people that hey, do you really? What do you always say? Don't make anybody's job harder, right? You're telling teaching Zoe that. Don't make any, I don't make people's job harder. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll refold it for that. But you don't need to spend your time doing someone else's job. Do your own job. I, I, I was helping. I'm helping people. I'm trying to help people.
Yeah, but you're not showing them how to fold things. You're just doing it for them. How does that help? You waste thousands and thousands of gallons of water and energy with the amount of laundry that you do, washing three things at once, because you're so worried about things getting wrinkled. For someone who wears a lot of sweatpants, you'd you'd be surprised at how concerned he is about his sweatpants being wrinkled. All right, three things. Number one, no one likes wrinkled sweatpants. All right, no, no. Number two, wow. is, is my key still going to work tonight? And number three, if it's not, can you leave out some of my non-wrinkled clothes that I can wear? I'll hang them for you. All right. Thanks, Pam. But only on the, only on the good hangers, because Zoe and I got all the plastic hangers, and Jason's clothes and his sweatpants and his T-shirts get all the wooden and padded hangers. That, that is true. That is true. I do get the wood hangers. All right. I love you. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> well, that's going to be the play of the night. Hey. <laughs> that's a segment of, of itself. I'll call you when I get a second. She's gone. She oh, gone. That did, that did not go well. That did not go well. It's okay. That's a You'll I, rebound. I got to call my wife. Uh, Rick Buecher is coming up next to talk NBA. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to go home tonight and do the, the, <laughs> the uh, Lloyd, Lloyd, all null in the void with a radio. Bam, open the door. <laughs> my keys don't work anymore. Rick Buecher, coming up next. I'm the single Jason Smith. Ladies, come get me. I do laundry. Couch, yo. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big pop 
B. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And for all the latest news on the NBA, we go to my wife. No, my wife is not calling in again. Uh, we head to the hotline to bring in friend of the show, Bleacher Report, NBA insider extraordinaire. Also with us at Fox Sports 1, check out his Buker and Friends podcast. It is Rick Buker and Rick. I mean, you're going to be a doctor today. We're going to ask you about like seven players and medical updates. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I am not a doctor in real life, but I play one on the radio and right. occasionally on TV. That's okay. I'll, I'll call you Dr. Rick. Yes. I do have a degree from the uh, the uh, the University of Body Language, so um, I, I believe this will transfer somewhat. Oh, of course. If you're any kind of doctor. Have you ever spoken at a college or a high school? You're a doctor. There you go. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, all right. Let's start with the latest breaking news. Obviously, we find out Kevon Looney going to be lost for the rest of the NBA Finals. Yeah. Right upper body fracture. Now, obviously, Looney's a bench player, role player, but this is now 17, 18, 20 minutes that have to go somewhere for the Warriors. Yeah. Where do they go? What does this mean? Well, imagine it. Uh, Jordan Bell will probably get a look. You never know quite know, quite know where uh, that Steve Kerr is going to go, but... I don't know that they immediately transfer to Bogut, even though he was very effective. Um, you know, the thing with Kevon Looney that, get, that, that he gave them, that Bogut and Cousins, for that matter, didn't give them, is that he was able to switch on the pick and roll. He could play and defend the smaller guys. Uh, Jordan Bell is probably more equipped to do that. Uh, but this is, and it's, it's funny, at the beginning of the year, I thought it's going to be a battle of attrition. I said, whoever's going to win, it's going to be out of the East because they're going to get whatever the dregs are of the Golden State Warriors. And then the Warriors got through 
the Western Conference, and they got through early, and they had time to rest up. And I was thinking, okay, maybe my prediction isn't uh, isn't going to hold. And then since the the finals have started, they've just been going down left and right. So this is this is a loss. It's not one of the stars, but what it was already a depleted Warriors team is now even more depleted. But now we got our Clay Thompson with the hamstring. I mean, he says he'll yep. be fine. Steve Kerr said he'll have to be half dead. Are we going to look at Zombie Thompson for Game 3? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I think especially at the defensive end, what he's able to do. Um, obviously, he was switching off on, on Kawhi Leonard. That's where I would expect that that hamstring would show up more than any place else. I don't think it was torn based on the fact that when he first injured it or what we're pointing to is where the injury occurred, he continued to play. And so for me, it was more a case of it locked up on him than it was a, you know, it it was something that was debilitating because usually if you, if you tear a hamstring, you feel it immediately and, and you're not, you're not continuing to play. So if they can work that out, uh, much like they did with Iguodala, then I would expect that he's going to play. The big question is going to be how many minutes can he give you before fatigue sets in and that weakened muscle kicks in? Because we've seen it with we've seen it with Iguodala, um, and I would not be surprised if we saw it with Clay. So eventually, if they get down to like three or four players, I mean, Jarebko for the this, win. This is going to be tough, Rick. I mean, they're, they're, five on three may actually give it to the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I honestly, everybody's looking at the way that game two went down and the Warriors win and they win without Clay and uh, they went without KD. And now that the, that the Warriors won, I'm kind of surprised that everybody is swinging this back to, oh, well, it's the Warriors. I need to see KD first. I need to see when he plays and, and what kind of shape he's in in terms of what he's able to do. Clay's a question uh, question mark. Andre Iguodala's a question mark. DeMarcus Cousins, to be honest with you, is a question mark. If we're going to be realistic, the 28 minutes was just out of this. It was insane that he was able to do it. Can he continue to do that and not have a setback? And I, I looked at the way the Raptors played in game two, and it was a, a valiant, tremendous effort by the Warriors. It's the heart of champions. But the reality is, is that the Raptors left the door open for them. They have, uh, they have the advantage in athleticism. Uh, they have the advantage in length. Uh, defensively, they can play much better than they did. And they had open shots. If they're making just a 10% higher grade on their shots, then we have ultimately a different outcome. So I, I like, as of right now, I like the Raptors winning the series, and I picked the Warriors in six going in. You know, I'll tell you, what, what I can't get, Rick, is I understand people and the, the, the analogy, the heart of a champion, but when I look at the Raptors, and they got to say to themselves, we just blew the fourth quarter of the NBA yeah. Finals at home against a team that didn't have Kevin Durant play, Steph Curry didn't score a point, and Klay Thompson didn't play. We lost to Boogie, Livingston, Quinn Cook, Bogut, and Iguodala. And that, that is, that's embarrassing on a lot of levels. They can't close out a game like that. Well, the, but the, the game was really lost at the beginning of the second half, where they came, in to, they, they came out of halftime only up five when they should have been up by much more than that. And we've seen this happen with teams, and it happens with teams that don't fully 
appreciate who they're playing against or they're not on guard. We're up. Maybe they, maybe they thought that game one was going to be a reflection uh, – or game two was going to be a reflection of game one. But they needed to come out in the third quarter and play with a sense of urgency because they didn't take advantage of what they could have done in the first half. And instead they came out and they were, they were sitting back. And uh, it, it, I, hopefully they've learned that lesson. But ultimately that's on them. And the one thing that Steve Kerr does, and he's done it all year long, um, and it's a page out of Phil Jackson's book, is that he has played Jonas Jarepko and Quinn Cook and Jordan Bell, and he's played them in big moments. He doesn't just you – know, it's not just garbage time. He'll give them a start here and there, and, and he basically infuses in them and the team at large, we believe in you. You're as much a part of this as our studs are. And so when it comes to now they got to jump into the fray, even in a situation like this with the finals, it's not completely – out of order. It's not uh, completely unfamiliar. And it paid off handsomely. And honestly, again, it was really a matter of the Raptors not playing with the same attention to detail defensively, whether it was because of the early foul trouble, the way it was called tight, or being at home and feeling like we're ahead, we keep opening it up, they keep giving us open shots, we're going to be okay, we're going to win it at the offensive end. Whatever it was that lulled them into that sense of complacency, they hopefully realize now you're playing a champion. They're not going to beat themselves. You're going to have to go out and beat them. Well, and they get get it done with zero shot attempts by Steph Curry in game two as well in yeah. the fourth quarter. Well, but they made a point. So, but they right. made a point. They made a point of taking him out of the game, and that's when and Steph was giving it up. And it's it's they double teamed him, and they and they and they trapped him way up on, high on the floor, and they dared somebody else to beat them. The problem is, is that you trap him and you get the ball out of his hands, and now you play one guy deny, but your work's not done. Your work, you know, that that's kind of the way they play, which is we got the ball out of Steph's hands. Now Dre or Andre or somebody's got to make a shot, and then they're allowing guys to backdoor and get layups. Well, you don't have to be a great player to, to score in the way that the Warriors scored in that third quarter run. They were getting transition buckets, and they were getting backdoor cuts, and that's simply for as good as the Toronto Raptors have demonstrated they can beat defensively, that's not acceptable. They're better than that. Rick, one thing I didn't get coming off this game, I still am trying to understand it. 26 seconds left. It's a two-point yeah. game. The Raptors don't foul. And Kawhi oh. says after the game, we were going for a steal. And I don't know if he's protecting Nick Nurse or not, but that was just inexcusable to me because you need to extend the game. What were they hoping to get a steal or at the end if the if the Warriors get a shot got a shot, gets a shot off with five seconds left, what's going to happen? The ball's going to get tipped around, there's going to be a fumble yep. for it, and then the, the horn's going to go off, they're not even going to get a final shot off. I really don't get what the Raptors were going for with 26 seconds left. It was actually a boneheaded play on, on both teams' part. But I, I saw, whether it was Nick Nurse, it was somebody on the bench who was calling for a foul, especially once the ball swung to Draymond Green. And Nick said it afterward, under 28 seconds, over 28 seconds, you play to get a stop and get the ball back. Under 28 seconds, 
you have to foul and make it that kind of a game. And ultimately, they didn't. So I don't know how it is that the rest of the team – for me, it sounded like a fundamental thing that Nick Nurse believes in. I find it hard to believe that guys collectively on the floor didn't know that that's the rule that they play by in that situation. But again, it's loud. I mean, guys get distracted. They all had a J.R. Smith moment, essentially, <laughs> and not recognizing what Yeah, the on the was. anniversary, too. Yeah, how about that? And so, but again, Andre Iguodala, everybody's heralding him, and I love Iggy. I love everything he brings to that team. But shooting that shot when he shot it was not smart because if it misses, it's probably a long rebound. You're getting a transition bucket. You're getting at least a layup. And if you get a layup, we're going overtime, and the Raptors are now going into overtime having recovered on their home floor with no Clay Thompson. I like their chances. Andre left it open. If he just lets the clock – if he, if he t- takes a shot and throws it up there – by the time, as long as it hits the rim, by the time it comes down, probably don't. You, you might have a second at the most to, for Toronto to call a timeout and set up a play. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That's at Rick Buecher. What do you got in the latest uh, Buecher and Friends podcast? Uh, Will Blackman joined me, and he told us all about the many drugs that you can take as a professional athlete so that you don't feel a thing when you play. Thought it might come in handy with the Warriors being in the condition that they're in. Nice. All right, send us some. We'll try them out and let you know how they feel. <laughs> I didn't say I had them. Oh, oh. We okay. identify them. Oh, yeah, identify oh. them. You have right. to go to your own doctor feel right. good, <laughs> Take it easy, Rick. We'll talk to you. All right, guys. See you, Rick. Great stuff there from Rick Buecher. We'll have more on that interview coming up in about 90 seconds. A couple of big things we want to tag with Rick talked about. But first, Brian Fenley's got what's trending. BF. Yeah, hey guys, what's going on? Don't discredit the St. Louis Blues. Four seconds to go. Straight away to Marchand. A shot gets blocked out of the zone. And then one of the Bruins checks into Bennington, and you can bring out the Zamboni. First ever win on home ice in the Stanley Cup final for the St. Louis Blues. That's Chris Kerber of KMOX of Blues Radio Network. St. Louis sacked Boston 4-2 to even the Stanley Cup final at two games. Ryan O'Reilly scored twice for St. Louis. And that's tonight's Discover Car Key matchup. Go further than ever with the Discover It Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover It Miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com. Travel. With the NBA Finals, Warriors center Kevon Looney discovered he's out indefinitely with a fractured collarbone. Klay Thompson is questionable for Game 3 after an MRI detected a hamstring strain. The hapless Orioles chose Oregon State's catcher Adley Rutschman, number one overall in Major League Baseball's draft. The Royals took high school shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. at two. Cal's first baseman Andrew Vaughn goes third to the White Sox. A light load of baseball games tonight. Corey Seager has clubbed a three-run blast as the Dodgers lead the Diamondbacks 3-1 in the eighth inning. Earlier, the Cubs defiled the Angels 8-1. Baez had three RBI. And Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike. He claims the company copyrighted a logo he created without his consent. Nike's just do it mantra? Probably not always a good thing. We'll be back with the fellows in a moment, but first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. 
One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Minnesota Viking CEO Kevin Warren will reportedly be named the next commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon finish second and third as far as the hirings. <laughs> Thank you. I like how I finished ahead of you, Harmon, and you're a Big Ten guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, big, also, I'm a Big East guy. Yeah, but I'm also, you know, a Bears fan, so they're going to be oh, less likely true. to be looking necessarily. Oh, wait a minute. Bear, yeah, no. We'll go the, we'll go the other the guy. Chicago resume we'll go with is the probably going to hurt me. The guy, the really good-looking guy. Yeah, the guy that wears the sweatpants to work, and his wife called in earlier in the show and tried to browbeat him about doing the laundry. Yeah, we'll Not go Bears. with that guy instead. That's well, the guy. He needs a new place to hang out. He can come uh, in our offices. And you know, Hughes is in the ACC, by the way. Yeah, no but, more Big East. But I grew up in the Big East. But you're an ACC guy. But now. I grew up in the. Yeah, I'm an ACC guy now. But I grew up in the Big East. Your Seminoles. My stop. My <laughs> Seminoles. We beat your Seminoles and your wife's Seminoles by fifty in the carrier. That's dome. my wife's Seminoles. <laughs> Stop it. Ah, who does the laundry at your house? You or your wife? That would be her. Oh, She's excellent okay. at it. That's, yeah, you're, you're learning. That's very smart. Very smart. Um, yeah, if you missed my wife calling oh, in. Oh, we'll replay it. We'll replay it? Oh, great. Next well, welcome. times, I'm we'll, sure. We'll hear it next hour on the show. Several times. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, interesting. She's, I don't know if he's, has she ever called in on the show? Once or twice, I think. Has she? I think she's called in for huh. specific Well, You're not to purposes. call you out. This was fantastic. Yeah, no, yeah, normally no, no, it's no, been no, to no. add to some... Now I know she's. I know she's this listening. This time now. to yeah. just you know browbeat you. Yeah, but you this know, is my she, she took a bat to you. I, I I gotta say I think I think I won the argument. She hulked you. No, oh, we'll let America decide. All right, America will decide next hour. If you missed it, her calling in earlier this hour and um, taking me by surprise. But I thought I fought back rather quickly. I thought I gathered my wits very, very you know, in, in a very short amount of time. Unless you didn't. And went back. And no, I think I did, actually. I don't oh, know. you were stunned. I you look like uh, Anthony Joshua after you got <laughs> tagged like in the, at the plate. I just lost Your to a guy who's 300 pounds. <laughs> Your legs got wobbly and you were out of sorts. <laughs> uh, thanks to Rick Buecher for stopping by. Just really quick. Yes, the Raptors blew game two. And I'm embarrassed for them that they didn't win a game in which the fourth quarter when they were down eight they lost to a bunch of Jags. No, that's fine, though. They but, lost to but, a bunch of but Jags. But why do we keep dismissing it as, ah, oh, they didn't take them seriously? They're the Warriors. Stick a dagger in them. You got them 1-0. If you don't, that's on you. Don't don't give them a pass going, oh, they're the first time here. No, killer instinct on your home court. You got run out, and you kept the ball out of Steph Curry's hands. I'm embarrassed. I'm and embarrassed Fred Van for Lee the Raptors. ran away from Andre Iguodala yes. to chase Steph Curry down under the hoop I am where there was no way he was getting the ball. The hoop. Yes. I'm and embarrassed. And Clay Thompson with the no-look pass. Not Clay Thompson. Sean Livingston with the no-look pass to get it to Iguodala. I've just embarrassed for the Raptors. I mean, a bunch of people, I mean, really, you lost to Quinn Cook yeah. and Bogut, and Draymond Green had one basket in the fourth quarter, Sean Livingston, Iguodala, these are the guys you lost to. That's who you lost to. At home, in the fourth quarter, that's who you lost to. 
Well, That's then so incredibly you, embarrassing. You just opened the door. Now you got to oh. go and what? We have a series, right? That old stupid adage. Oh, it doesn't begin until you lose one uh, on your home court. Well, you lost one on your home court. You gave it away and you opened the door. Now Hammer's going to dance all over your ass. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why three million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Coming up next, the longest streak in the world is now over. Shocking. Surprising. And it's huge news. And it's next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Top three songs of the 80s, Mike Harmon, right here. Hey, you can hear it if you come to see Ringo Starr and his all-star band with me. Really? They do They do. Uh, the Toto? members of Rosanna? Toto are in there. Wow. Yeah. TJ, never knew that a co-host like you could ever care for me. Mike Harmon. TJ. You know, that's not the song he sang earlier tonight, but we'll get to Berman uh, yeah, a yeah. little later in the hey, show. To celebrate the Blues and their win, obviously, with Gloria... Being revelant again, irrelevant revelant. again, revelant. The, there was it was the 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 rev, the revenant. It the was revenant the, was, it was attacked by a bear, like Leo in the revenant. Revenant the bears yeah. lose to the blues. Uh, bears with Gloria being played again after the Blues even up the Stanley Cup final at two games apiece with the Bruins. Coming up uh, in a few minutes, we're going to do the top five eighty songs that I want sports teams to adopt so they can make comebacks, so we can play them and talk about them on the radio. Top five 80 songs Ooh, I got, that I got need to be adopted by sports teams. Okay, cool. But the streak is over. 32 matches. $2.45 million in earnings. Ken Jennings' money record in sight. James Holzauer, much like the Mets, failed. Over to James now. He had 23400 and his response was correct. His wager... A modest one for the first time. That takes him to 24,799. So, Emma, it's up to you. If you came up with a correct response, you're going to be the new Jeopardy champion. Did you? You did. What did you wager? Oh, gosh. 20,000. What a payday. 46,801. So there what it is. Loser. James Holzauer is out. His streak is over. He wasn't going to win forever. But just one show basically shy of breaking Ken Jennings' mark needed just $58,000 to do it. And he loses. Emma Betcher, Botcher. You, and TJ, you bet your bottom dollar that she'll Don't. beat James Holzauer. <laughs> Don't botcher the name. 
Dude, I'd uh, buy that for a dollar. A Chicago librarian. There you well, why is it librarians are always great? I want to be a librarian because they're always what do you great do? on you Jeopardy. Sit around and read. That's I like that idea. You're around books all but day. You know, they say even if kids just have books in their home, they're more likely to be smart. Mm, so just go just having a book. I don't need to read these books. Got to have in them in the theory, house. Like Ron Burgundy, just have shelves of <laughs> that's them. Right. That's right. <laughs> it's mahogany. <laughs> but what's being misreported about this story is that, oh, Holzhauer didn't bet enough money in Final Jeopardy to win, right? He was losing, and he only bet $1,399. Basically, he bet enough to get him a dollar more than Emma Betcher, Botcher, if he got it right and she got it wrong. She had had to wager something. Mm-hmm. So she wagered, you know, like twenty thousand dollars because thinking he was gonna wager the money. And, you know, he didn't. She wagered twenty grand going, I can outwager you and I can win. So even if he got it right, he, I'm I'm sorry, even if he wagered all his money, he was still going to lose. Because she wagered enough money to get past if he wagered all of his money. Right? He only wagered enough to get just past her and thinking either how she was gonna get it wrong or whatever it was. But she wagered enough money that if she got it right, she was going to win regardless. If James Holzhauer got it right. So it's not that he didn't wager enough money. It's not like, oh my God, he made a mistake. No, he was going to lose anyway. Even if he wagered all his money, he didn't have enough. So that's the that's the story. He just lost. He didn't do anything wrong. He just finally lost. And I can't believe the guy lost when he was fifty eight grand away from Ken Jennings. No, just a fantastic uh, run. Obviously captivated everybody in the middle of you know with Alex Trebek now saying you know these cancers in remission, near remission, all this positive health news, and that was the story for Jeopardy for a while. And then this guy comes along and, and blows the doors off. But then he wins Twitter today. Once word got out that well, he was going to be defeated on the night's episode, and there were all the interviews that he'd already done. I mean, he took to Twitter like a boss. I mean, he had the the fact that he said, ah, you know, the thing about Drake and including Drake, and that that was something Anthony Joshua did the other day, by the way, too. Uh, Mm. Back in March, he tweeted out going, I'm going to break the curse uh, on the first. And then someone suggested that he uh, lost on purpose. He goes, so he could play with his kid. He said, sure, I'm going to go lose a game that I'm making $100,000 or more a game to go get hit in the crotch with toys. (laughs) I like that. Twitter and how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. Could Paradise City be one of the 80s songs? I want a sports team to adopt. Or is it too big? I we got to go song. smaller. Wow, really? You Really? I celebrate all Say the catalog. Say that to face. I, I don't know you anymore. We got that. Another big story out of the NFL coming up next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. 
I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings, welcome inside Hour 3. I am Jason Smith, the man on my left is Mike Harmon. Our show is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. It's pretty easy. Seems like it flows pretty nicely. Just rolls off the tongue. Our best of podcast goes up right after the show is over. Tonight on iTunes, Google Play, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. iTunes, Google Play, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. Listen Pam to the whole Smith show. Gonna make a cameo in it. And yes, no, your, we've decided. And your best friend, the couch. Uh, if you if you listen to the show, this is his new best friend. If you missed it last hour, we're gonna replay for it again. Play it for you again. Coming up in about a half hour. Um, I said something on the show. That you're going to regret. My wife completely disagreed, ambushed calling me in, calling into the show, you, you were calling me it, out. You were hoping it was Walter Fabiano. Calling Instead, we're calling out. you righty from now on. Calling me out on over 400 stations. And look, 
quite honestly, I allowed her to feel that she had the upper hand. I mean, I, that, I you know, I got to worry about my marriage. I got to, you know, I, I allowed her to feel like she was winning the argument. You left a little bit battered and bruised, though. Nah, not really. Hey, you know, you like, know it, was well, more, it was more than a kerfuffle. Hey, in Infinity War, what? Thanos, all that for a drop of blood. That's I right. I mean, really, that's what it was. You know what it was? It was like the Captain America Thanos, where, whoa, how was Captain America winning a little bit, but then Thanos won? Sorry, spoiler, but there was two movies ago. You that's kind of what it was. You're trying to compare yourself to Thanos. I was Thanos. Other than having no hair. I think I, that's where the similarities end. Actually, no. Chin. You may actually be taller than Brolin, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jo- he yeah. is a small Josh Brolin man. is like 4'11". Yeah, I mean, he had tall. that famous bit where he was on Kimmel's couch and his feet were dangling. Yeah. He thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. He goes, look at me. I'm the most powerful guy wiping out half the universe. And look at me. Feet dangling. And I'm 5'1". I'm like Pesci in Goodfellas. Keep him here! Keep him here! So... You will hear that coming up later on this hour. It's also going to be on the Best of Podcast. Oh, there's no question about it. Fortunately or unfortunately, we have all of these things. Meanwhile, a big story out of the National Football League. I hope you like the fact that the NFL season is 16 games. I hope you like the fact that more is good and that 18 games is better than 16 games. Because after what Roger Goodell said today... At a golf tournament, that is exactly what's going to happen. Now, he said it without saying it. At Jim Kelly's golf tournament outside of Buffalo, Roger Goodell fired the first salvo in the 2021-2021 CBA Collective Bargaining Agreement War, which is going to exhaust us for the next 18 months. Let's get it. Legalese for everybody. It's like when you realize someone has kicked off their campaign for president unofficially. Like They haven't said, I'm in, but they've done something that gains them enough attention. Realize, okay, you just announced you're running for president or senator or whatever it is. No, that was Roger Goodell today offering up the first salvo saying the negotiations are underway when he said... You know, this four-game preseason we've had since the beginning of time, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I've been pretty strong on our preseason. I, you know, I think things evolve over the years. I'm not sure, you know, talking to coaches that four preseason games is necessary anymore to, to get ready for a season, um, to evaluate players, to develop players. Um, there are other ways of doing that. And we've had a lot of discussions about that. And, you know, I feel like what we should be doing is always of the highest quality. And I'm not sure preseason games meet that level right now. So, four you, you preseason so? games are out. Look, but but it took, I mean, that was the most, I don't know, bland and vanilla take that you could possibly have. I don't I don't know that the level of competition is up to what we need. See, no, like, but. Uh, that's been the case for years. Right, no, Roger. but I think, it's, I think it's genius because what he's doing is he is getting everybody on his side without telling you this is going to be the next part of it. All right, now, what has he done? Fans don't like the fact that there's more preseason games. We want a shorter preseason. We would love 18 regular season games. And most fans know that because they've been paying attention for the last few years that the NFL wants to go to 18 games. And they're not going to make two less preseason games and not take money out of anybody's pocket without putting more money in. Roger Goodell is not going to take $5 out of somebody's pocket without putting $25 in. right? And so we're not just going to get two less preseason games. We're going to get two more regular season games. But he didn't say that, even though you know that's the next part. Because this was the first salvo fired, advantage NFL. Because this is, hey, I'm a fan. 
I'm hearing two less preseason games. I know that people on the radio, like you and I, and people are going to talk about the fact that the NFL is going to go to 18 games. He didn't say it, but we know it's going to 18 games. The players can say, well, he didn't say 18 games, so we can't get that upset, even though you know they want to say, you're just going to get us for 18 games, blah, blah, blah. So this is a winning statement right here. He didn't say, hey, we're going to do this, but we're going to strong arm you into making an 18-game season. No, we know that's going to happen, but he doesn't say it. So he wins from the fans, and he wins from the players. This is a win for him and the National Football League. Now, for the players, their win is going to be, okay, we realize we're going to have to take an 18-game season. Right? we got to take it. we got to take 18 games. Owners are going to make more money. Hopefully, we, we trickle down. Players make more money. But this is where one of those, if you give something big, you can get a few big things in return. So now, what else do the players really want? Because this is going to be one of the big carrots and one of the big things that the NFL wants in the next CBA. We want to add two more games. This opens the door for the players to say we want more money, bigger slice of the pie, whatever it is. Maybe we want more days off. Who knows? But this is going to offer up for two or three things that they're going to want that the NFL might not want to give. But if they're already saying, if I'm the players, I'm Demora Smith, I, I say, listen, we're going to give them the 18 games in the end, right? Yes, yes, blah, blah. Okay, great. Now, what do we get back? What do we, what, what do well, we no, get back? Because that's the beauty of because it, Because right? that's what we got to look the at The opening now. salvo actually came with Demora Smith telling people the last couple of weeks, hey, save your money. Be ready. We may need to strike, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the story yeah. that's been out there yeah. the last couple of weeks. It had circulated maybe about a year ago, but certainly gaining some momentum now. And we laugh at that. And, and we laugh at you, Demora Smith, because we know the way the NFL is structured, the way rosters are structured, structured, there's no way in hell you get critical mass. Because the guys you need, your quarterbacks and everybody else, they, they got, they're flush, but they've got no incentive to strike because all the rules and everything else tailored for them. And on the other end of the roster, you've got a ton of guys making the league minimum and come in for two to three years, which is not a lifetime's worth of money after you pay taxes, agents, trainers, nutritionists, and everybody else that takes little sections off piece by piece, family, hangers-on, whatever. I mean, there's, there's just no chance. There's no way you get critical mass of guys being able to vote for that, which means, all right, now, now we're at a position of let's get after it. That's why Roger Goodell is already sitting back with his feet up, a cigar in his mouth going, let's get this thing started, because he knows <laughs> that they'll be able to get him for another couple of days off and maybe just a bold face imprint saying voluntary means voluntary. In terms of see, you know, off-season conditioning, and so that that becomes a non-story anymore. Otherwise, you're talking about guaranteed contracts, right? We've got a couple of players that have been able to find their way into that realm, but they're going to be the the few, the proud. There's not going to yeah. be that's not going to become a regular status. You can talk about signing bonuses and trying to be percentage percentage-wise of your overall deal that you got to hit some minimum whatever. That's not going to happen. They'll cave and they'll take a couple more days off and a nice ice cream cone. That's what they do every time they get into CBA hearings. And the NFL, as far as I remember from the last negotiation, they can enforce the 20, the 18 game at any time. They just didn't want to push things to the extreme to where maybe you do have the players walk off. No, no, no. It's a slow creep on them in terms of this negotiation. And I use air quotes in that because of the capitulation time and again by the NFL Players Association. So Roger Goodell here is just waving his hand going, it's coming. You know, we, you got, everybody still pays full price for those preseason games, even if they have to give them away to the kids down the street. But we can get more. 
So let's get more. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. The other aspect of this, obviously, we know what's coming, 18 games, is that, no, we don't need four preseason games. Because no. in, in a vacuum, he's right. I mean, when he says some ideas evolve over time and some ideas have come and gone, and I completely agree. Because the preseason really is about finding the bottom third of your roster. Right Now, you take a look at a regular preseason for an NFL team. When the starters, and by starters I mean your base offense, your base defense, and then whatever, whoever's going to come in on third down, you know, if you if you have a rotation at defensive tackle, your starters play in the first game of the preseason, maybe the first drive. It used to be all, mm-hmm. every team starters played the first drive, then gave way. But now it's about half the teams have their starters play the first drive. Then, the second game, the starters play about a quarter, right? They play about a quarter, then they give way to the backups. And then the third game, they play the most. They play usually the entire first half, and then the backups play the second half. And then the fourth game, maybe they're there for a drive, or maybe they just sit out entirely, and then it's the backups, people fighting for those final jobs, playing the entire game. Granted, many teams are not even having their starters play at all. The Rams went to the Super Bowl last year. They had none of their starters play in the preseason. And the Chargers said today, Anthony Lynn said, we're going to do the same thing. So we're not going to have our starters play in the preseason. He's following that tack. So it's not that you are seeing a trend where starters are playing more. They're playing less. Right now, you have starters playing an average of three quarters in the preseason. So if you cut it from four to two games, because you want an 18 game season, you got to cut two. So you got two preseason games, you have an 18 game schedule. You can't cut one and get two. You got to be able to say, all right, we're going to add two, we're going to mm-hmm. cut two. So you go to two preseason games. What does that mean? You play, you scrimmage, you know, all teams do scrimmages now. The, you know, the Steelers go down to Washington and scrimmage, the Jets go to Philadelphia and scrimmage. All these things happen. And your first preseason game, your starters play the first quarter. Your second preseason game, they play two quarters, and that's it. And then they're done. You can even have them play a little bit less if you want. So you can, if you do that, they're playing about three quarters. But a first preseason game, you can even play most of the first quarter. First quarter and into the second quarter of the second week games. You're not losing a ton. It's a very easy thing to do, and it's not going to affect the quality of football. You have two games to figure out your other players. You're obviously making more cuts before games are played, but you can do that. You know, you can do, I know it's oh, we don't know about this. Let let's see what happens in the next game. See who shines under the bright lights and who does it. But really, are these guys really going to make the team? No, we move on. Well we got the two parts that go to it, right? You go to 18 games, you're also looking at it in roster expansion. Right, that's going to be one of the fights. So more jobs, mm-hmm. yay! Unless it's not, because this is another place where you <laughs> unless have the, it's not. But this is where you also have the more fracture within the players' association. Yes, it grows the player pool. Yay, more jobs. However, the veterans that are now going to be pushed, if they're overpriced and maybe starting to physically break down or whatever, all of a sudden, you know, they're fighting, saying, "Hey, they're going to come and steal my job." But to your your point, there also was a time when football wasn't three sixty five for a lot of these guys. No. So you came to camp to get in shape, right? Hey, you know, you you'd be in decent shape, right? But, it but was you came and you worked heavy your way conditioning, two a days, all that stuff. Things they've outlawed and negotiated out, and that's all fine and good. But that's that's another part to why you don't necessarily need it because the physical conditioning is already there. Now it's just you know crossing T's, dotting I's in terms of your formations, playbook, and trying to get on the same page and cohesion with your O and D lines. And uh, oh, by the way, 
you know what we're going to see tomorrow for the very first time. Oh, by the way. What's I mean, that? just an offshoot of this. A Mets win? You know. Sam Darnold? I can't guarantee a Mets win. They're going to play but tomorrow. It's been a first. <laughs> but you are going to see a certain someone wearing number 26 on the practice field for the Jets. And his name? John Cena. Le'Veon Bell will be at practice for He put out a message on Twitter tonight on the official Jets Twitter account. We'll play it for you. Oh, great. Coming up in a bit. Le'Veon Bell will be on a practice field for the first time in 18 months. Nobody cares. Tomorrow. Is he going to bring a jet Bell. ski? We all care. Can you sit on the jet ski? We can get with the Jets. Season off <laughs> where you, here, take a picture with the famous jet ski. Hey, back off the Jets. I gave you your Anthony Lynn love for five seconds a few minutes ago. Uh, brought to he you deserves by a lot of love. Tonight's show brought he guys. He has a really good uh, gray and black beard. That's pretty nice. Tonight's show brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you to treat you. Did you just hit on my coach? No, I just said he's that got was a, hot. Nice. He's got a good looking beard. I'm a fan of good, even though I'm, I would never grow one, I'm a fan of good beards. You should grow a beard. You'd look like that uh, singing caddy or whatever the hell he is. The James Holzhauer Jeopardy streak is over. What the next big streak needs to be in sports. Coming up next, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, this is Fox. We're going streaking! Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pot? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. 
in each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Carmen. Pros do it right to save 5% more every day by shopping at Lowe's. In-store or online, save 5% on eligible purchases just by using your Lowe's business credit account. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Subject to credit approval cannot be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. See store for details. U.S. only. Well, as we wait another four more days for Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Yes, plenty of time for us to rest. The Stanley Cup Final is now even at two games apiece. Thankfully so. This means we can hear Gloria many more times because the Blues got by the Bruins to make it two up. McAvoy's going to wheel it up with nine seconds to go on the near side to Krejci. In on his forehand, four seconds to go. Straight away to Marchand. A shot gets blocked out of the zone. And then one of the Bruins checks into Bennington and you can bring out the Zamboni. First ever win on home in the Stanley Cup final for the St. Louis Blues. A 4-2 win over the Bruins. That ties the series two games to two. Blues Radio Network, whether you like the Blues or not, the comeback of Gloria, the official song of the Blues, has got to be what everybody is rooting it's for. It's really one of your favorite. Yeah, well, look, my, my the thing is, this song was always very special in, in, in my house because my mom's name was Gloria. And when this song came out, she was... Yeah, she's probably in her 30s, and she would sing the song all the time, and people would sing it when it would come on the air, and and she would, you know, it was it was a fun thing. But obviously, this is a big one-hit wonder. Well, Laura Branigan did have a couple more hits, but this was obviously the biggest hit of her career, sure. and it was a song that, you know, people remember from the 80s on the radio all the time. It's a good jazzercise kind of thing, too. Uh, it is. You can kind of dance along to it. It's Maybe got a doing funky jay- beat. Jay- I can really bug out to it. Yeah. So this has become a trend now in sports the past few years is that sports teams who are on the cusp of winning a championship or trying to win a championship adopt an 80s song to be their song. Sure. And for different reasons. You know, the first one that did this was the White Sox 
I remember your White Sox doing it back in, in 2005 when they adopted Don't Stop Believing" by Journey to be their song. A bunch of guys were out at a bar one night. They didn't like the music. One of them yelled, play some bleep in Journey. And the DJ played Don't Stop Believing." It became this fun thing. They won a couple of games in a row. And hey, all right, Don't Stop Believing" is, is the official song of the White Sox. Why not? Run with it. Sure. It happens. All right, so you know, there's many, you know, and that was just the first one of other teams adopting songs from the '80s, and many others have now adopted "Don't Stop Believing." Yes, I, I can't. You know, there's so many other '80s songs. Why do we have to? Why do we have to take the same song from somebody else? The Giants the, did it, right? right. The Giants well, did it later. But he was actually hanging out in the Bay Area, and he'd show up with well, some they, regular. Well, they are from. They are yeah, from San no, Francisco, but, but, but still, he was a guy was, that would go to games. Yeah, that was your White Sox song, though. I, mean, I know. I, I'm okay with no, passing it on. No, we want "Don't Stop Believing." No, you can. Any other it. 80s songs. Yeah, no, you can have it. We'll um, find a different one. So here are my top five top 80s five. songs that I would like a sports team to adopt. Sweet. I'm going to put a slideshow together. We're going to start doing... All uh, right. This is not quite Rushmore radio, but sure. good. But the, are good. the first one we did last hour, we heard it, was uh, Rosanna by Toto. Yeah, no, Which is one was... of the top three songs of the 80s. In your opinion. I mean, really, oh, no, come on. Rosanna's got everything. Unless it's, it doesn't. It's yeah. got horns. It's got, no, come on. It's got a great ending that they don't play on the radio that's just this crazy-ass solo with well, keyboards and everything. That was it's part awesome. of the bathroom take. Yeah, I hey, like that. ship us one over that's got an extra two minutes of instrumental. <laughs> I need to smoke. Go have go some sex. Or maybe take a deuce. <laughs> go. <laughs> I want to listen to Rosanna while I'm taking a deuce. So this is one song definitively, Rosanna. I mean, this is great. This, right, this, this is has everything, you. right? This is all you, right? Everything. You're in lulling it. your crowd to sleep. No, this is a great if they're song. Drunk, they're done. Then you got to sing. Then you got to go high, right? Because here, listen, because it gets a little higher right here, and you got to hit that next octave up right here. Alonzo, Alonzo. But if you're paying attention, I mean, it does kind of invite the slide Smooth over, fast. baby. Although you know what, I got to say. If they could redo the song instead of Rosanna, make it Alonzo for New York Sports Radio for Pete Alonzo, that'd be pretty oh, cool. Nobody knows who he is. All right. So that's stop. He's going to beat out Cody Bellinger. He's going to ruin him from winning the Triple Crown. You can't even Never say that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, here's the next one. Okay. I would like. So to- Toto by Rosanna. Here's the next one I would like. Rosanna by Toto. Right. Yeah. Who doesn't love some Glass Tiger, huh? I don't. Oh, this is a great. Bri- Brian Adams has a solo at the end. Bow, now, now, now. Don't forget me when I'm gone. Everybody sings along to it. This Everybody is a great one. bopping along. Oh, this is a great song. Because it's got to be a song. It's got to be songs that aren't so well known right off the bat. There's got to be something. Oh, I remember this. Song. Oh, yeah, this is a good song. Okay. In the words of the dude. Yeah. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But this is good. See, this is going right here. Oh, we got to get to the chorus. Yeah, we'll get to the chorus coming up right here. Do we have to? Banana. And then for no reason, Brian Adams is in the song at the end. It's insane. Why wouldn't like, you oh, use him? Brian. And in the video, Brian Adams isn't in the song. Like, you see the video? It's like Brian Adams is singing. It's like, where's the other guy who's singing right now? They just show everybody else in the band playing <laughs> instruments. All right, so that's another one right there. Don't that's forget good. me when like I'm gone one, by sure. Glass Tiger. Here's the next one that I would love. You got to get some new edition in. Do you remember the time? No, stop. This that was we after found this. It. It's magic in there. You got to get this after this. Oh, you got to get new edition in. Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill, Ralph Tresvant. Oh, oh. 
Ralph just going to send you a personal thank you. For Ralph that. is just happy that his name got mentioned That's on the radio. That's what I'm going to say. He did have a song. Like, I think Sensitivity was his big solo okay, song. Okay, Ralph Irvin? Still- no, no, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph ah, Irvin. Gentlemen, I have a song I'm for Arf you. Arf Lervin. <laughs> Arf, I remember I called him Arf Lervin on the radio. Yeah, don't do that I again. Do that. He wanted to come in here and beat you up. Oh, but this is a great one. If it isn't love by New Ad- I mean, this is a good one. I don't know how this is the one you celebrate. This is insane, right? No, stop. This was the first boy band. Backstreet Boys. No, <laughs> this is the first boy band, New Edition. Actually, Some would say it's the Beatles. <laughs> actually, Menudo was the first boy band. Because oh, you got kicked done. out when you were 15. Yeah, the running joke was yeah. that you had him in the incubators at the right. hospital. I mean, now if, if like it was like, what was the movie where when you were you they killed you when you were thirty years old? Outland, right? Was that a movie that killed you when you were thirty oh, years old? You had to die. Oh, yeah, go ahead. All right, keep going. So there's another one. Now here's the next one I would like. This I would like a sports team to adopt this '80s song as well. Oh no! Oh no! No no! Nicely. No. Oh, there goes That's your music. Case. No, stop! 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 Nicely done. Ah, uh, you were looking for Logan's Run. William Logan's Hung, run. born in 1980. Yeah, no, not in the 80s. Not in the 80s. He's a legend. We can't do that till 10. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we got another half hour. He was in. Gotta, he was you got to holster that. He was in Arrested <laughs> Development as William Hung in the Hung Jury, and he would play the song. <laughs> Uh, okay, so not don't worry, don't worry, not William That's Hung. Brilliant, not going to do that to you. But this one, this could be like a thousand songs right now. Then you're like, wait, which one is it? Oh, I remember this one. Feeway Bill teaching us all that she's a beauty. Good video. You're one in a million girls. Step right up. Yeah. Don't this, be this shy. There's another good one, right? There's another good oh, one. Oh yeah, no, there's a good karaoke right. song. You got you go. the tubes. It's a tough one to sing in the car because his voice gets very high as well. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta practice if you yeah. want to get there. Work from the diaphragm. I was thinking seek and dis- seek, seek and destroy, destroy by Metallica. Yeah, but it's hard for everybody to sing along. You need a song people can sing along to. Yeah, but they can. Yeah, think about people want to sing overhead with everybody bobbing along. Come on. You talk to a pretty girl. And here comes a big chorus. Do, 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 do. Cha. <laughs> Good one. Frostburg, you're just a hater, man. Fast. You know what? I got a couple of King Diamond albums from hey, the 80s. You don't even have metal hair. What do you know about the 80s? <laughs> He's got a wig. And now here's the last one. Now this one is a slower song. Right? These have all been pretty slow. No, they're not. These are, these are pop hits from the 80s. <laughs> This one's a bit of a slower song. How, many, how much synthesizer on this one? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. This one's... No, we're not. This is... <laughs> no, Johnny no. got his Number gun. one, bean, I believe this bean, was 90s, right? Was oh, one in the yeah, 90s? No, are you joking? This should have been... Uh, this was 88. 87, 88. Was it really? And Justice Damn. for All. How do you leave Metallica Black album came out in 90. Do you want to pump a crowd or not, Jason? Yeah, Charity but it's Seek and Destroy. No, this is... Come on. This is one of my favorites on Guitar Hero, man. This Put was the best song on? to play. 1988. This is when I used to have a... Uh, and Justice for All album. 
six-hour tape with all videos. Oh, yeah. This one was on it? Yeah, but this is a song about a guy who goes to war and gets all his limbs blown off. Yeah, Johnny got his gun. Yeah, but you can't. The video from Johnny got his gun. So this can't be a feel-good song. Yeah, because that's what you want to do to the opposing team. No, but you want a feel-good song for your team. I mean, that's you want. Darkness imprisoning me. Yeah. I'm a Mets uh, fan. <laughs> you can hear my horror. Absolute horror. My sucks. I cannot live. I'm going to miss my train. I can't get to my game. To New Jersey. <laughs> it is the absolute now, worst. This one's a little bit a little bit slower, but it builds well. Okay. And it's a good song you can sing along to. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Oh, taking you back to 1985. Yeah, it sounds like it. Slide. They were in love with God. They named their album To Hell with the Devil. <laughs> Tim Tebow's favorite band, Striper, and their lone top 10 hit. Are you sure Honestly. it's not Stripper? I love it. No, it's, it's with a Y. She's my a y. cherry pie. Why? Honestly. Now, this is, this is it's a little bit slower, so I realize it maybe, but uh, I yeah, want to give a little bit, bit of, right? I want to give it a little bit of variety. Just a wee bit. But I want to give it a little bit of variety, though. What about your music um, tastes like your laundry doing? <laughs> I do great laundry. What about La- Lionel Richie and All Night Long? Uh, too well known. Too well known, Lionel Richie. Hello. <laughs> patiently, <laughs> patiently, you have waited through this five songs. Uh, coming up, if you've ever hated me, even for five seconds, <laughs> you're going to want to hear. What we're going to have to play you for you played, coming up next. You played Striper, of course. They but did. first. Brian Fenley, honestly, has what's trending in the world of sports. If he hasn't fallen asleep from your music. Yeah, stop. Those songs are all good. You guys are what's trending. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, don't discount the St. Louis Blues. Four seconds to go. Straight away to Marchand. His shot gets blocked out of the zone. And then one of the Bruins checks into Bennington. And you can bring out the Zamboni. First ever win on home ice in the Stanley Cup final for the St. Louis Blues. That's Chris Kerber with a call on KMOX of the Blues Radio Network. St. Louis guillotines Boston 4-2 to tie the Stanley Cup final at two games. Ryan O'Reilly dazzled with two goals. Warriors center Kevon Looney will not be scoring any field goals soon. He's out indefinitely with a fractured collarbone. While his teammate Clay Thompson is questionable for game three after an MRI found a hamstring strain. Corey Seager putting a strain on the Diamondbacks with this three-run home run as the Dodgers down the Diamondbacks 3-1. Josh Naylor batted a two-RBI base knock to put the Padres in front of the Phillies. It's 4-1 now in the sixth. Yuli Gurriel has two RBI for the Astros, who lead the fading Mariners 4-2 in the seventh. And earlier, the Cubs performed exorcism on the Angels 8-1 the final. Javier Baez had three RBI. The Baltimore Orioles chose Oregon State catcher Adley Rutschman, first overall in Major League Baseball's draft. He batted 411 and had a 751 slugging percentage his junior year. Hey, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll be back with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon in a moment, but first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. 
One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And the New York Mets used their first pick of the MLB draft on Brett Beatty, a 19-year-old out of Texas. Fun fact, guys, he used to play for a t-ball team called the Mets, and his nickname used to be Brett the Met Beatty. So, Jason, this might be destiny for this guy. Wow, Brett the Hitman Beatty. I like that. I'm going <laughs> to call him the Hitman Beatty now. <laughs> Nicely done. I like that. You, you you know, you just gave the 12th pick in the draft a big uh, 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 burst there, Brian Fenley. Thank you very much. Of course. Right, right, you're giving him uh, David Wright's number. Yeah. There you have it. Yeah. I, got, I got a good one from the 64th pick of the Chicago Cubs. Uh-huh. Chase Strumpf, second baseman for UCLA. Strumpf? Strumpf. Strumpf. He was at bat I go in the Strumpfing. College World Series yeah. when he was picked by the Cubs and then homered in that at bat. Really? Is he on UCLA? Yeah. That's pretty cool. White Sox got a legend. And his name is He's Strumpf. A cub, unfortunately. Strumpf. Uh, Strumpf. Like Strumpf. S-T-R-U-M-P-F? Yeah. Strumpf. Strumpf. I like that. That's a good name. That's pretty good. Strumpf is a, it's a tough name to spell. Uh, no, that's a tough t- I'd love to see the, the signature. Yeah, now here comes Strumpf. Oh, four today. Tough name to Did say. Did you say Strumpf? Did you say? No, it said Strumpf. Yep, P-F at the end. Did you want to make sure you get you that? You are fake news. Uh, earlier in the show. Yeah. We had a special guest. Yes, I, I somehow we got on the topic of laundry. I don't know how. And I said how I do all the laundry in our house because my wife doesn't know how to do it. She puts too many clothes in the dryer, tries to dry them all. They wind up being all wrinkly, and you can't really wear them because by the time she takes them out, she forgets about it in the dryer. And then like the next day, it's too. I can't do anything to it. I may as well just wash them again. So in your t-shirts and sweatpants, you're yeah. that particular that they can't have wrinkles, really? No, I just you've already given up. You don't want your clothes <laughs> wrinkly. You don't want, nobody likes wrinkled clothes. What's the difference? But she just doesn't have the gene or chromosome to do the laundry. So we were talking about this. And then a laundry expert called in. Yeah. I honestly thought, honestly, I thought it was going to be Fabiano because Fabiano also does all the laundry and he's like, he's like even more of a laundry stickler than I am. He strikes me as. Yeah, no, I'm a pretty good laundry guy. I get a lot of stains out. I can do a lot of things. I'm laundry talented. Well, as a guy who eats while driving and <laughs> other things. I mean, you get food stuffs everywhere. Sure. Yeah. You just got, you just got, you know, if you hit it right away with water. Anyway, <laughs> we had a special laundry expert call in. And it turned out to not be Fabiano, but my wife. This is my wife. We actually have a laundry expert on the phone. Sweet. Frostberg says we have a laundry expert on the phone. I have no idea what's going to happen right now. I'm a little afraid. Laundry expert, weigh in. You are full of it. Oh, my yeah! God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will give you this, that you do do the majority of the laundry in the house, but it is not because I do it incorrectly. It's because you are absurd about the way you have to fold things. I do not put too many clothes in the washer and dryer. You only wash three things at once. I'm trying to save the environment for our child. Shots fired. Yeah. Save the environment. How does it save the environment? Would have to do a load of laundry again because everything is wrinkled. You are killing the environment. You're killing the world. No, I'm not. Tyshirt's That's... hair is going to fall out because of you. That's, Buddy, no. you've done more damage than Thanos. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I snap my fingers and made half the laundry, uh, d- look. Look, I mean, we should just all be without clothes. I mean, that's mean, just where it whoa, is. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you might do you the laundry, but you don't really that. do the laundry. No, I do the laundry. It doesn't look like I it, do though. the laundry. Oh, I can hear Jimmy. I can hear Jimmy. I can hear... <laughs> Timmy. If you're doing laundry, you want it done right. What do you want? You want your clothes to be clean. You want to be folded. So you can put them on, and you look presentable. 
All right, now, if, if you put on wrinkled clothes, what, would you just roll out of bed and put these clothes on? Yeah. But if you're, wear, if you're wearing sweats and T-shirts that are not wrinkled, you made a choice. To be slept because what because you know what my 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 attitude is is I want to wear clothes and this is what people think when they see me in my really cool t-shirts and sweatpants homeless they think no no they think this is a guy who looks like he doesn't care what he wears but really he takes care in putting on good sweats and good t-shirts he wants us to think he doesn't care but he really does care but he wants to show you that he also doesn't really care because look what he's wearing but you know that's that, that I that's know my look. that he knows that's my look we all know no it looks like he doesn't really care but Never he really does care but wants you to know he doesn't care that's what it is. I think I think that you think other people are overthinking. You know, and my wife saying, "Oh, I don't do it." No, you do it incorrectly. I would let I would let you do more if you, you did, if you did call it right. Again? No, 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 no. I hope not. <laughs> Double uh, down. No, 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 no. I would hope not. I you look if if you if she did it correctly in a way that I liked, then she could do more laundry. Everybody's See, no, got buddy, strengths. Everybody's buddy, got strengths. Buddy, buddy, you just put the parenthetical in no, no, no. the... If Look, she did it correctly, yeah. comma, in the way that I liked. Well, Dude, it, we got to take like, that out of the But the way podcast. I like is the right it, way. That's the thing. Look, I know Phone's what, ringing, dude. <laughs> I know what my strengths are. Phone's ringing. All over town. Laundry, Pam. Laundry's my strength. Cleaning the guinea pig cage is my strength. Right, finding things fast on the internet. Eating the guinea pig is my strength. strength. <laughs> if my daughter was listening, she'd be. What How many times have you honestly thought about it? No. Yes, no, you no, have. You no, have, you have, no yeah, stop. You have. My daughter loves her. She's guinea not pig. listening. How many times? It does, no, she loves her guinea pig. <laughs> if I do, a I didn't check, think my wife I, was listening earlier. I, and she called in. If, if I check that computer, have you ever looked up how to cook a guinea pig? <laughs> your mic's not on. How many times? Here's your searches. How to cook a guinea pig. Allie Hayes. How to cook a guinea pig. Allie Hayes with a different spelling. How to cook Allie, Allie Hayes. Hayes. Different spelling. How to get cooking with Allie Hayes. How to cook for humans. How to cook 40 humans. How to cook for 40. Everybody's got their strengths. <laughs> and I know mine. And I know hers. My strength is laundry. I cook I pretty strength. well. I pretty much suck at, at everything all right, else. That's okay. Right, that's that's all right. You got great calves, though. I do, yeah. I do, and and I'm and I'm good to look at. Good, co- that's your Twitter thing. Just forget about all the other stuff you have in there. Swollen dome, bears. Better than just put cook, suck at everything else. Great calves. That's your Twitter bio, right there. Yeah, you bad. brought in a yeah. lamb shank that was like the size of one of those How turkey impressive legs that was you that buy at the amusement park. Yeah, like, that was out of the rack of lamb that I bought. That was good. <laughs> like he went to a Renaissance fair. And he <laughs> Did got you like that when I pulled that out? Legs. And I was gnawing on that. Hi, I'm going to go fight the Night King now. I, I, did you just I'm kill that animal? Yes, I did. Fight Tony Stark. Hire Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. We have a big story coming off a of game two of the NBA Finals coming up next right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, Laundry, No Laundry. This is Fox Sports Radio. At right. Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Oh, now this would be the best 80s song. Woo. Mm, yeah. Where's Pete Futak? <laughs> I mean, anything Poison could be a song that's 
adopted by a sports team. Well, you've ne- you've not lived till you've seen the video board come alive after a pause to reveal the unskinny bop live. <laughs> Let me tell you. Now, nothing but a good time would be a great song for a team to adopt. If the Bruins adopted nothing but a good time, I'd root for the Bruins. As much as I don't like the Bruins, I'd root for them because Poison's my band. But what if they went? They were my band. <sighs> Have the Rangers or Islanders play rat? No, 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 no rat. Rat is no. Well, there's no. rats. You know, we had a rat ranking. I told my wife. I told my wife. I said, in. listen, my funeral, whenever it is that I, you know, hundreds of years from now. All right, not the way you eat. Here's the music. Yeah, I can, you can have one Electric bad habit. Fun. Funeral. Uh, I said, listen, just play my favorite songs. No rat. Play the hair metal songs no, that see, I love. That's it. why I have no rat. Rat was completely so the overrated. Kids know when I'm defeated, no, no it's overrated. Preset. No, I said no rat. Do so your walk-up music would be rat. Okay. Do not play rat. <laughs> walk up to the coffin music. Here's your walk. What do you want <laughs> your walk up to Jason's what coffin you go to be? And bow your yeah. head and pray for uh, his soul. I'll have the boombox ready. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but a good time. Oh, let's let's take it down a little bit. As Guns N' Roses takes a visit to Paradise City. <laughs> and Harmon will say, you had a good run. Well, of course he would. No matter what, he would say, I had a oh, good I run. Oh, I got a speech ready for he, you. He'd show, up, he'd show up in shorts. <laughs> they'd be nice shorts. They'd be you purple. That if, you know yeah, what? They'd it's be, a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, but they'd be tailored like LeBron James and his man purse. Oh, from last year. When yeah. he walked out. Iron, iron shorts. And I'm going to walk I out. I would iron those shorts, too. I mean, it's just the way he tried to walk out with those shorts. <laughs> What a shorts. meme. It's one of the he great was so memes mad. of our time. And I'm like, I'm driving the mic and I'm walking out wearing shorts. <laughs> they were nice tailored shorts. It was a good look. Like you thought that he outfit was going to work. He was Angus Young. Uh, he only needed was a jaunty hat yeah, <laughs> and jump around the stage. Hey, and no Thunderstruck either. That song's overrated. Uh, uh, if you're going to give me true. an ACDC song from the 80s, give me Heatseeker. Give me that instead of Thunderstruck. Nice. All right. Two big stories for the NBA Finals. Spent a lot of time on the Finals coming up in the next few minutes. Going into Game 3, Klay Thompson's going to give it a go. Going to try the MRI, looks okay, and his status is officially iffy, but Klay says he's going to play. We talked to Rick Buecher earlier in the show. He expects Klay to play. But on the defensive end, let's see what he can do. Meanwhile, Kevon Looney out for the Finals with a fracture in his collarbone. So he is out indefinitely, which is the rest of the NBA Finals. He was playing a lot of key minutes. Mm -hmm. That's 18 to 20 minutes and now have to go to somebody else. I know I said the Raptors were going to beat the Warriors in every game that Kevin Durant didn't play. Obviously, I was wrong about that. We'll have more on that. But this is not doom and gloom for the Raptors. They can win this series. The Warriors are falling apart. Klay Thompson is dinged up. Now no loony. They figured out a way to stop Steph Curry with Fred Van Vliet. I still feel fine with my Raptors winning the series. As long as Kevin Durant doesn't play, the Raptors win the series. And that's where we're at right now. Durant has not played, and I stick with my prediction that Durant doesn't play, the Raptors win the NBA title. I still feel good about that. I still have the Warriors in six. And I was emboldened by that. And look, another duct tape and band-aids all around and seeing if they can get any of the good stuff to just uh, numb themselves along the way. Steph Curry. Num, 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 No, that's in five more minutes. You can make random sound effects. Steph Curry doesn't have a shot attempt in the fourth quarter, and they still are able to hold off the Raptors. I'm all right with that. Raptors, everybody, oh, they gave one away. No, no, no. They got bludgeoned. Starting in the third quarter. All right. And had it taken away. I'm taking my headphones off so I can't hear the song. The best song overplayed. ever. Overplayed. Overplayed.
I mean, it's a good song, but it's overplayed. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, my Raptors still, as long as Kevin Durant doesn't play. Coming up next, two more big stories out of the finals, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. The night of loving dangerously. J.R. Smith's huge boner. Strong Twitter game. Sir, I'd like to spank your bald head and lick it. Wow, we are announcing the slide over baby hour with authority in that open. Taking a bat to you. Where's the Susan Waldman, though? Oh, I'm sure that's coming soon. Oh, it's coming, all right. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. Don't forget our Best of podcast goes up about an hour from now. iTunes, Google Play, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. iTunes, Google Play, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. Listen to the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. Rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Give daddy a kiss. Maybe you'll get a little bit of laundry on that podcast. Maybe a little bit of 80 songs the team should adopt as their own. Like the Blues have adopted Gloria. A lot of big stuff on there. G-L-O-R-I-A. See, right, different one. Laura Brannigan's Gloria much better than U2's Gloria. Yeah, but you could get a crowd to spell it out with you. Go to shout it out every you day. Know, hey, what, 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 <laughs> I mean, when did spelling something out become a a a, a, a big? I don't know. Eight people just got fifty thousand dollars. Spell G L O R I A. Yeah, I know. You get spelled. a trophy. You I, get I, a trophy. I, I, that's right. I, I Everybody gets spelled. a trophy. G L O R I A. I get it. I get it. I, that's a, a glory. I know. I'm listening to the song. So there's all of that on the show. Possibly on the best of, or maybe you're going to get, we're going to talk about next, which is me saying, I'm sorry. I was apologize. I was embarrassed for myself, for you. Yeah, I was embarrassed for you too. On Friday night, I told you the Raptors aren't going to beat the Warriors without Kevin Durant. I'm sorry, the Warriors, the Warriors aren't, Warriors aren't going to Raptors. beat the Raptors without Kevin right. Durant. Yeah, but right? that was that was after game one. Yeah. Snap decision. Not going to happen. It. Well, done. not going to happen. The Raptors, it, you saw what Kevin Durant means to that team. And if the Warriors don't have him, they're not going to win the finals. And as I said a few minutes ago, I'm, st- I'm still sticking. If he doesn't play, the Raptors win the finals because now they're dinged up. Klay Thompson is hurt. Kevon Looney is out for the rest of the playoffs. Maybe now Boogie Cousins is going to play 38 minutes a night, but hey, he's I'm still up, sticking with that. And he's got a couple of days off to get ready. And as I told you after game one, I'm sticking on the other side because <laughs> the Raptors hit a lot of open okay. shots and Pascal Siakam got to stand down court like he was – Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Hey, what are you doing? I'm cherry picking. So <laughs> that didn't happen as much in game two as we saw. But I apologize because I'm embarrassed for all of us. When you watch the fourth quarter of game two and so much attention is being spent on the third quarter that the Warriors had, and rightfully so. All right, It was a game hey, that, the, that the Raptors were rolling and we got the patented Warriors third quarter surge. But it's an eight-point game going to the fourth quarter. And in this fourth quarter, the Warriors were able to win despite the fact they didn't have Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. didn't have Klay Thompson, right. and Steph Curry scored zero points. Right, Your three best players either didn't play or scored zero points. And you still, at home, 
couldn't find a way to win a game in which you lost to Boogie Cousins, Sean Livingston, Quinn Cook, Andrew Bogut, Andre Iguodala. Draymond Green had one hoop in the fourth quarter. 34 assists on 38 made baskets. That's that's, the excellence of execution. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing on so many levels. I mean, I get the embarrassment of riches for the Warriors and people... I mean, mistakenly, but people thinking, well, without Kevin Durant, they're still great because it's still the three players, main players. And Iguodala, who won the title the first year without Kevin Durant, I understand that. But to say now, no KD, Curry doesn't score, and no Clay Thompson, and still you win? I'm sorry, that's embarrassing. That's that's completely embarrassing. Well, by that gets the you called Aubrey. You lost. That's I mean, <laughs> hey Aubrey, we'll what see happened, in, Aubrey? We'll see you in Oakland. Where's your Mallory Eden shirt, Aubrey? And that and that I feel bad for that. By the way, the, the game two that. attire of the Home Alone face really a decided eh. downgrade yeah i thought from it was his yeah game one troll job I, mean, I thought it was a really bad effort obviously it's hard you're expecting so much the the stakes yeah. are so high the fact that macaulay culkin responded yeah on well, twitter i mean that was a win what else is he gonna do hey look at that everybody i don't know he's paying but attention. i mean, I mean th- this was such an epic fail by the raptors i mean really think about how you lost at home to that collection of players who the knicks could beat in a game oh, if they come played. come on now. Sure they could. Oh, now you're out of your mind. Sure they could. Dennis Smith Jr., he'd have a triple-double against those guys. And lose. But that's but this is Livingston, Cook, Bogut, Iguodala, Boogie Cousins. That's who you lost to. Draymond Green. That's who you lost to. That's who you lost to in the fourth quarter. Well, don't forget also another thing everybody assumed, hey, Kawhi Leonard's going to be a monster. Look what he did in game one. You know what? He was 8 of 20. Nobody he was 8 of 20 and was a non-factor for large stretches of the game yeah, but the, but offensively. He, but he's he's one guy who you expect to play well. He does, and he came back. He played well in game two. He had all These are guys throws, who though. nobody is expecting them to take over the game. And they all did. There's nobody you can say, hey, let's defend for 20 seconds and who's going to take that final shot with the shot clock winding down? I want Quinn Cook to take that shot. I want Iguodala to take that shot. How do you? I don't understand how you don't come up with a way to neutralize those players. Well, but you're going all out, just like the Warriors did in game one, doing everything they could to stop Kawhi Leonard. Which meant open threes, right? We we watched it in the studio, mouths agape at how open guys were. Well, that's what you saw, especially the Iguodala play to close it out, right? Is the over pursuit of Steph Curry, especially with no Clay Thompson on the floor, that leaves shooters staring around, going, "Isn't there someone going to pick me up?" I mean, almost like they're insulted. And <laughs> Steph Curry saying they did insult him by not picking him up along the way. And obviously Kawhi was 34 and 14, so the numbers are good, but minus 14 for the night. And so you have that over-pursuit, and you're getting open looks. And you know what? There's, they get paid to play, too. No, I, I get it, but they're not as these aren't players that should be playing a fourth quarter like that. The Raptors are a better team, right? The Raptors are a way better team with what they're putting on the floor. Well, Kyle than Lowry what, than didn't what help they put you. on the floor. Kyle Lowry has thirteen been points, minus seventeen. He got himself fouled out. Awful. I like Four of 11 he got himself field. fouled out. That's right. <laughs> he didn't say he fouled out. He got himself all fouled out. Everybody. Well, a couple I'm of, Mel Allen. Couple of. <laughs> And this week, this week, Kyle Lowry got himself all fouled out. Now, now, now you're getting right, to the sixth on Lowry. But a couple of bad fouls, too, right? His sixth yeah. foul was terrible. Yeah. One of those terrible, hey, I just made a bad shot. 
Cousins had the ball and he comes and he swipes straight across the arm where the referee is standing two feet away. Like, you're done. He has killed the Raptors. What about Mike Lowry? He has killed these games. What about Lowell? What about Nick Nick Lowry? Lowry. (laughs) He had a good mustache. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Former Jets kicker. Nick he looked Lowry. like Mr. Spacely so in I a football apo- uniform. I apologize. Check for that Mr. out, nerds. Space Jets. Your Raptors. Uh, so I'm embarrassed. Yeah, and I your apologize. Raptors. I apologize. You and Drake. I apologize. The ambassador. I apologize. Jason Smith. I apologize. <laughs> the other thing coming off this game that I, I still fail to comprehend is with 26 seconds left, the Raptors cut the lead to two. Warriors ball. They don't foul. I don't understand how the clock gets all the way down to Iguodala for a three, and they don't foul. Curry spins, stumbles with a dribble, throws cross court to Livingston. Good catch. Goes to Andre. He's open. Launches a three. Buried it! He buried it with 5.9 to go! Warriors Radio Network on the call. 26 seconds left, and the Warriors are able to kill the clock all the way down, and Iguodala hits the dagger three. After the game, Kawhi Leonard was asked, hey, dude, what happened there at the end? What was going on? And his answer, I, I just don't believe it. Did you want to see the ball in his hands in that situation compared to anybody else on the floor? No, we wanted to see it in our hands. <laughs> we wanted to get a steal. We wanted to get a steal. There's 26 seconds left, and you want to try to get a steal. Wow. When you're losing... And there's that little time left where basically the team can kill the entire clock. You have to foul. You have to extend the game. Well, there's especially not, once the ball gets out of Steph Curry's there's hand. There's not right? enough time. As soon as yeah. it touches Draymond's Draymond, hand. Foul. 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 And foul. I think they, they did a quasi-steal, quasi-foul attempt, which the referee's not going to call. Just commit to taking the foul. Look, I'm not a fan of making it into an all-or-nothing play. Right, because you're talking about all right, if there's thirty one seconds left, we play defense and try to get the ball back with seven or eight seconds left for a final shot. I'm not a big fan of that because you're taking it down to one play. If you foul right away, if they make both free throws, you're going in for a layup, you can foul again, then you're trying to get another because they're not gonna foul you to get to the free throw line. Even if they make two more free throws, you go get a layup. You can send them to the line three times in the last 26 seconds and still have as good a chance to win with the final few seconds as you would letting it tick all the way down. You can't get a steal. You have to extend the game because what's going to happen if you can't? The Warriors, with five seconds left, are going to throw up a shot and what happens then? With the time ticking down, panic. You see the panic on a basketball court. The ball is going is, is to bounce all over the place. Everybody's going to run for the ball. There's going to be a scrum. It's going to be knocked all over the place. Someone's going to throw the ball up in the air, and you're not even going to get a final shot off because there's just not enough time. And with 26 seconds left, I don't get how that wasn't a foul. You talk about the epic fail by the, by the, by the Raptors there. That's completely double of an epic fail, not fouling. I, I don't understand that. And and I don't get Nick Nurse's response his his explanation of well with twenty eight seconds or more left, we don't want to foul, but there was twenty six seconds left and nobody knew that on the floor. Not one player knew. I, I I don't get it. That was a complete meltdown and it makes me question Nick Nurse and it makes me question can the Raptors actually do they have the medal to win a game close at the end when they need to execute. 
because that was just the biggest brain cramp. Look, a year ago we had J.R. Smith forget what the score was. Now you had five Raptors, and I tweeted this out right after the game. Did five Raptors suddenly turn in to J.R. Smith? Yeah, they forgot down and distance. I mean, really, you Kyle forgot Lowry's how much time was left? on the bench and nobody's uh, there to take take control. I mean, are, you, ins- are you insane? This is this is your strategy. You lost the game because of that. You lost the game. Even if Iguodala doesn't make that three, right? Let's say everything happens. Iguodala takes three, seven seconds left. Hits the rim, bounces up in the air. By the time it comes down to six seconds, everybody's going for the rebound. Right, unless it's one of those back and the ball gets that knocked around. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the time they pass half court, they're throwing up a desperation 35-footer. That's not what you want. But that's what the Raptors basically said, we will settle for if we can't get a steal. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get the Bad Raptors. defensive rotations. They went after Green. Ball gets to Steph Curry. Curry harassed with about 12 seconds left, is able to get it to Livingston, who gives the no-look pass to Iguodala, who Fred Van Vliet was there. He was right next to Iguodala, but he'd committed to go down the lane to chase Steph Curry and stay with him because he'd been so effective bodying him off the ball and chasing him around that you leave Iguodala wide open. And people say all all day long, oh, what a terrible shot. These are the same people that praised all the Damian Lillard 35-footers, saying, well, look at the percentage of what he hits. Andre Iguodala's been pretty good in big spots in his career. I think you uh, you give him that latitude, and as you say, unless the ball just takes the crazy ricochet off the back iron to where it's bouncing back to the free throw line to start a break the other way, you're not getting a good possession and a good shot, a good quality shot. You may yeah. get the ball. That, it's, it's too it's too much of a dice roll. What you're going to get, you can't guarantee that. All right, this is what we're going to do. You, you have no idea, right? But as soon as the ball gets out of Steph Curry's hands, that's when it's like, all right, wow. whoever's got the ball, I, I, you have to swarm to him. The Raptors are completely. I mean, look, the fact they couldn't overcome it, but then they had a chance in the last 26 seconds. And they still couldn't. Yeah, do it? it's got to be like those demons in uh, Dark uh, Justice League mm. that just fly straight <laughs> at you. I mean, that's what you had to do to Draymond Green as soon as the ball touched his hands. Twitter at How about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, believe it or not, you are in better shape than the heavyweight champion of the world, and you're saying, No, no, not me. I'm like, I go like. 63270. No, no, you are in better shape than the heavyweight champion of the world. We'll talk about it coming up next. And if you know the lyrics to African Child, please let me know. That's next on Fox. Does anybody know who has the lyrics? Why don't we spice it up tonight? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. A little oh, early to be drinking me. velvet. Very early for velvet drink. Usually velvet drinking is a half hour from now. You drink red velvet. Red cake. Mm-hmm. Mm, the red velvet cake. You know, cake. not a red velvet. Cookie's no. good. Honestly, not a red velvet fan. You would eat it though. Uh, no, actually, look. You actually wouldn't eat it. I am. I Come am. On, I man. am particular about my calories when it comes to. <laughs> hang on. When it comes to what I like to eat as a splurge when it comes to dessert. You lost me a calorie. No, no, no. Trust me. Trust me. This is me. If it's chocolate, I'll try it. I'll eat it. 
But red velvet's not something that I really like, so I'm not going to eat it because it's not worth the calorie. So I'd rather a big wait old cake in and your have face, something else. You wouldn't eat it. You know, I'm red eat that ass up. One of my favorite segments in local radio ever was in Chicago on The Score with Terry Boers, and it was called Who You Crapping? <laughs> Okay. And, and so, right. in the vein of what Justin Frostburg just asked, okay. who are you grabbing? Uh, no, I. if it's chocolate, I'll eat it. But if it's not, I won't. Well, it's, red velvet is I'm not chocolate. Gonna, no, it's not. Sure it's it velvet. Is. No, it's red velvet. It's, it's not chocolate. Velvet. It's not chocolate. It's not brown. It's not chocolate. It's red. It's red and it's white icing. Two things I'm not they, a big fan of. They add food color. No, they don't. They add the flavor. There's more flavor when it's brown than when it's white or red. There is. I'm sorry. If they made M&M's... All right, Betty this, Crocker. Right, this no. is chapter three no. of Everybody Poops. Look, I get the whole philosophy, and I understand that this is kind of irrational, but that's why if you white chocolate doesn't sell like brown chocolate, because people go, oh, it's too sweet. It's just, oh, it's, no, 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 it's different. Racist. It's different. Whoa. 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 Hey, you said it. Whoa. He did. That chocolate tastes different <laughs> than if you try to give me chocolate on a different color. Oh, but it's green. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Doesn't have the. It's not the same. Oh, it's but the St. Patrick's Day cake. You no, don't like no, the meltdown, the green chocolate rounds. No, no, it's not the same. Okay. Not the same. I have a feeling if you were hungry, you would eat it. Well, how hungry am I? Like, am I, have I not eaten in in like you know? Sometimes you forty five like minutes, <laughs> and and I need something. You have been. Banished to the couch, and you can't go into your into your kitchen. Yeah, your kitchen's yourself. taped off tonight. Yeah, if you miss so the, sh- the bedroom, <laughs> if you miss the show tonight, you're gonna want to listen in about twenty minutes because you're gonna hear you why. Stay I'm with be us. Sleeping on the couch tonight. Uh, my wife called into the show, which you know it was so great. It's all Hi, you Pam. need to hear is that. Yeah. Uh, but that's neither here nor there, because speaking of chocolate, the heavyweight champion of the world. Loves chocolate. <laughs> Actually ate Hershey's in between rounds on Saturday night. The, he ate new the company heavyweight champion of the world is Andy Ruiz Jr. Beats Anthony Joshua at Madison Square Garden. Knocked down in the seventh round with a flurry of punches. He is now the WBA, IBF, WBO, IBO, and IHOP heavyweight champions. Maybe all- That's it! Now, Joshua hadn't lost, and now here's 29-year-old Andy Ruiz Jr., who was the heavyweight champ. He goes 6'2", 270. Now, when you're 6'2", 270, you can't kind of hide your physique well, but you could be when a you're only plug, wearing maybe. shorts and shoes. It's right. kind of tough. But you're still thinking heavyweight champion contender, a guy with, what, 33 wins coming into the night? Uh-huh. Hey, all right, there, there's a powerhouse here. And that he's going to be, you know, just you know, a fire plug, right? A middle linebacker type with just a little extra meat on him. No? No, no, no. no you're trying. He was hanging loose. You're trying. Yeah, it's, it's not. 
It's not. Yeah, uh, good it, good tattoos on the man yeah, boobs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, but the tattoos make make you look. Maybe that's a slimming thing. That's what I would sell tattoos as. Hey, a, if you get a tattoo, you look thinner. I joke. I joke oh, with my daughters. I was going to get one that I finally picked one out from my back, and oh, yeah? they started screaming at me. Well, did you show them the big red dragon tattoo? <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought about. Hey, it. I'm going to get this one. one like Ray Fiennes had. No, show them the Clooney from Dust Till Dawn tattoo. Oh, nice. That's like the coolest. Yeah, tattoo no. Ba- ever. Basically, they just immediately excoriated me and. We're gonna disown me. No, if a tattoo. No, you need calf tattoos. Ah, ah, your calves look. I would. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put a tattoo. All there. natural. I'd get one. Get one on your face, on your forehead. <laughs> that just says Harmon. My five head. <laughs> it just says Harmon. Says Harmon. Yeah, it's Harmon. Put the teardrop. <laughs> Doesn't that mean you murdered somebody? No, no. Teardrop is friend in jail, Rick, right? Rick, you should lay low for a while. Oh, yeah. I meant to tell you that. No, I'm serious. I, I think a teardrop means you killed somebody. Uh, no, I you? thought it means you have, you have friends in jail. No. Harmon's right. Is it really? Yeah. Wasn't what, what means you have friends in jail? I have then? no idea. I've never no, been to there's jail. there's another one. There's another one that does that. And nobody wants to say they know what it is. I don't want to say I have I know no what idea. It is. No idea. I don't know anybody what you're in jail. About. I don't know. I don't know. No, I think there's one that that's what it means. Don't corrupt us. No, I, I mean I knew people in jail. Okay. But I, don't, I don't know what the tattoo wow. is. You knew people in jail. Sure. So they were in and got out. Yeah. Now that they got out. Oh, okay. Like, Complices or what? Wow. No. Wow. You no, know, one guy was in jail for a long time. He just got out. He was. Uh, it found, found out that it was. Uh, he was in wrongly imprisoned. Wow! In the state of Illinois, yeah, wow, pretty big, pretty big case. So he's not wow. part of the Harmon crime family. No, that was your friend. <laughs> it's a guy I knew in grade school. That was like twenty six years, right? Yeah, that's a long time, wow. man. Did he call you right after? Say, hey, I no. need a job. Oh okay. no! All right. <laughs> now he's your new fill-in, Jason. Just knew, he, just knew he existed. It's the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, guy who just got out of jail, jumping knucklehead Billy. <laughs> It's Jimmy, that was his stage name. Jimmy the Razor Hughes. <laughs> we all make mistakes. It's the Razor. Hey, what's up, Razor? Oh, he really actually yes, has a Razor. But I really don't know what the friend <laughs> tattoo is. We'll have to get our crack research staff on that Wait, one. Just what, real quick, I'll tell you this. We had a. Um, <laughs> this is really funny. I just thought of this story. Like tears in your eyes. Because this so hard. weekend we had a. Uh, it was a final weekend of soccer for my my daughter's team. Won the championship, and. We had everybody over the house after. Well, I want to make sure people know. And uh, we couldn't, didn't have a bottle opener. And one of. uh, You didn't have a bottle opener. It was just outside. I was like, I have a bottle. We didn't know where it was. (laughs) Somebody took it and brought it somewhere. No, somebody brought it and took it somewhere. So we didn't know where it was. A bottle, bottle opener. And one of the girls' dads goes, No, it's okay. I got it. And he pulled out a knife. And he he started opening beers with his knife going. Was it a Rambo? It was a long knife. It was like, the blade was like, I don't know, like six inches long. He's going, I'm going to take my horse. He's just opening beers with a knife. This is a Rambo. Her dad, Ram- Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> that was insane. They brought the death to me. Oh. <laughs> but you are Andy in, Ruiz. You are in better shape than the heavyweight champion of the world. But he's got fists of fury, Six, good two, footwork, two, and a jaw seven, of steel. Right, took yeah, that yeah. big blow in the yeah. third round, came right back yep. up, took Joshua down twice, caught him upside the temple. The equilibrium was done, man. Jelly legs. Finally, the seventh round, 
That's it. Set boxing out. back twenty five hey, yes. years. It's a bad optic for boxing when this 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 is the heavyweight champion. Yeah, really? but think of all the people that are going to be enticed to go into the ring somewhere. I'll pay you twenty dollars to come fight. Okay, look at me. <laughs> Jason's going to work out after the show. I I I I'm fighting for the Intercontinental Championship uh, next month. How many red velvets are you going to ready to go? <laughs> I know I'm going to load my I'm going to load my gloves up with red velvet so I can make that punch again. Oh, I'm feeling feeling cake around yeah. my hands. I'm Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Coming into the ring, and they start playing Black Velvet by Alana Miles. <laughs> that great bass line starts playing. Oh, He's carrying a cake. A I don't know what the symbol is. Come out the Weird Al's. I'm fat. <laughs> it's a bad look for boxing. I mean, it is. It's a. It's an embarrassing Dude lost four boxing. belts to that He's guy. Anyway, champion. But they were all also hoping for the wilder... And Joshua. Yeah, that's not happening. And I like how they took all four belts and tied them together to put them around him. Oh, so, oh, oh too, too soon. <laughs> but true. And now Tyson Fury, we saw him. He's fighting some tomato cans. Yeah. I mean, careful. Uh, it's all gone to hell. It is. It, not not actual tomato can. Like he might be shaped like a tomato can. <laughs> right now, Ruiz is like tomato can. Mm, tomato can? Wait, let's open it. Well, I don't know. Can we get soup? that knife out and oh, <laughs> open was, that too? He was oh. using a knife to open something. Like, oh, my can God. Can soup's way too healthy for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, plenty of sodium. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, something that has shocked me and appalled me since I heard it earlier today. What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you looking at me for like that? I didn't know what the next one line was. Coming up in 90 seconds. <laughs> I had four of them go through my head and I let them all pass. But first, a man who is... Happy to finally be talking and doesn't know how to get off that segue. It's Brian Fenley with What's Trending. BF. Hey, guys. The Blues guillotined the Bruins 4-2 to tie up the Stanley Cup final at two games. Ryan O'Reilly scored twice for St. Louis. After the game, O'Reilly's teammate, Vladimir Tarasenko, met with the media. Vlad, you sit next to Ryan in the room. When a new guy like him comes in um, and you see how hard he works and plays the right way, how much does that rub off on you and the rest of the team? What's a rub off means? I'm not going to be the one who oh, tells him. Oh, no. Did someone explain that to him, what it means? Or okay, <laughs> I think, Jason, you are going to be the one who explains that oh, to him. Oh, I don't know if they want me to be that one. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that should be somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll have to put together some sort of group, and I'll just stop talking. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> Meantime, Warriors center Kevon Looney will likely miss the rest of the NBA Finals with a fractured collarbone, while Klay Thompson is questionable for Game 3 after an MRI detected a hamstring strain. Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike. He claims the company copyrighted a logo he created without his consent. You can't always just do it. Manny Machado crushing a Grand Slam as the Padres fry the Phillies 8-2. Bryce Harper went 0-4-4 with a strikeout. When is that man going to start earning his big paycheck? The Astros scored three runs in the first and sideswiped the Mariners 4-2. Corey Seager pounding a three-run home run as the Dodgers down the Diamondbacks 3-1. And the Cubs perform exorcism on the Angels 8-1. John Lester, seven innings, four strikeouts, one earned run. Hey, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Orioles confidently choosing Oregon State catch
catcher Adley Rutschman as the number one overall pick in Major League Baseball's draft. The Orioles need all the help they can get. We'll be back with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon in a moment, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The Royals took high school shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. at number two in the MLB draft. Cal first baseman Andrew Vaughn goes third to the White Sox. Mike Harmon went fourth to the Montreal Expos. And Jason Smith, the fifth pick, heading to the Brooklyn Dodgers. Back to you guys. Well, I'll tell you, I'm going back home, Mike Harmon. Going to play at Ebbets Field. I'll tell you, we're going to bat in front of Duke Snyder. I'll tell you, I'm going to see a lot of fastballs. I'm hanging out with the Expos, man. Remember, there was an all-star game where out of the two starting lineups, you could have fielded a whole team of of former Expos. That's That's not bad. It's a pretty good uniform. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And I can hang with Vlad Guerrero, who could teach me how to pitch uh, swing at balls that are pitched into the dirt. It's a beautiful thing. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Go further than ever with the Discover It Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover It Miles. That's a lot of miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. But you have to appreciate that, you know, Bobby Witt was picked third overall in 1985 and his kid goes mm-hmm. second. I mean, that's better really than you. sweet. I'm better That's than just you. It. I'm better than you. Not bad. Tom Brady has never been wrong. hotter. No. Tom Brady, I'm disappointed. Disappointed? Disappoint- what do you mean disappointed? We find out in the last 24 hours Tom Brady is trying to trademark the phrase Tom Terrific. Okay. Because he wants to apparently sell merchandise with this name on it. Sure, and trading cards and yeah. autographs and, and you name it. But here's the thing. Tom Terrific has never really been Tom Brady's nickname. It's these had nicknames been bestowed upon him, but nothing's ever really stuck. Nobody, yeah, it has. No, what? Oh, Tom cheater. the Cheater? Tom the Cheater, yes. Cheater Tom has. Yeah, that, that has. Yeah. Uh, deflated Tom. That's, that, that's stuck. But now he's trying to trademark Tom Terrific, which is a nickname. And the thing is, it wasn't his nickname to begin with. Tom Seaver was Tom Terrific. Now, he had a couple of nicknames Tom Seaver was Tom Terrific and the franchise. Franchise is my favorite because that's a that's a phenomenal nickname. But he was Tom Terrific. And now Tom Brady is trying to trademark so he can make money off of Tom Terrific. Right, but hasn't he been called Tom Terrific for a long no, time no, in no New one, England? No one's ever called him Tom Terrific. No, in Boston, though. Hasn't that been there? No, I'm sure some people will say, that Tom, he's terrific. Hey, Tom Terrific. Tom Seaver was Tom Terrific. All right? Okay. I didn't see Ladanian Tomlinson try to trademark LT. Well, then he's foolish. You know? I got Lawrence Taylor would have beat the crap out of him. Well, Lawrence you know, Taylor's a bigger guy. Ladanian Tomlinson's smaller well, guy. yeah. Kids don't do. I, Tom Terrific was a cartoon on uh, Captain Kangaroo's show in the fifties. Uh, so you know Tom Seaver, he's not original either. So there, there's nicknames. All right, well if if a cartoon cat wanted to <laughs> trademark a nickname, go ahead. But well, I mean, they it's a nickname. It. Yeah, it's a nickname, sure. and you want to trademark a nickname that likely or not likely, but sometimes you share with other people and other things, especially someone who had it. 30 years before you did. Well, that's one of the things I'm curious with a trademark of a nickname is whether they can argue, well, it's confusing because it's Tom Seaver. Mm-hmm. I don't know that in the federal trademark decision-making bodies they're going to differentiate. 
They're like, ah, nobody registered it. Fine. It's yours. <laughs> so I, it's just, I, I don't know just, that you're going to have a sports fan raise his hand and go, hey, that was always Tom Seaver. For yeah, but it's, it's just disingenuous because you know sports fans know. He knows that Tom Seaver was called Tom Terrific. I'm assuming he does. He sure. knows. You don't go through this. Oh, and I want to patent this. I want to make more money. And I want to patent Tom Terrific. You got TB12. No, no, I'm going to patent Tom Terrific. Uh, really? But You're if it's in the nickname? space and you can go make money off it and keep your merchandising and marketing and the Mets and Seavers. But then the person who, if there's got to state and everything else, there's got to be somebody in Boston, like the Boston Globe or everybody who says, hey, I was the first one to call you Tom Terrific. Right, but, Wait, if you didn't, but if you didn't, my idea. Trade, but if you didn't trademark it, you're stealing my idea. That's fine. Wait a second. First, the Mets steal signs from the Dodgers and now they're stealing Tom no, Brady's nickname. That wow. Was, that was the other way around. No, this is, no, was the other this way is around. enough's enough, Jason. If the, listen, if the Dodgers were stealing signs from the okay this is low no here's here's the thing that really took it to a whole other level though is the current state of tom of Seaver, tom who Seaver's... has dementia no, and is retired but, from but public life but that's where everybody decided to take it down that turn it, it's he's not trying to trademark it to take advantage of the fact that you know tom Seaver is in the the current state that he is but can now but, now, but can that's tom Seaver no argument. longer sign argument uh, sign arguments can he no longer sign autographs say tom terrific i mean really can he not do that anymore does once, he, does, once the, if the trademark is approved i mean no. that's but that that's his nickname it was his nickname it's a nickname you just said was it's a nickname well when he played and obviously see, the people one, still so call people still call him tom, tom terrific now it'll be worth more money uh, it's uh, trademarking a nickname uh, Especially when it's not yours. I don't know. I mean, we have the other thing with Kawhi Leonard. It can be a little better than not, that. Not his. If if one person in Boston called him that and they decided they liked it as his marketing group. Did you even need somebody to call him? Oh, we just want to trademark it because well, we maybe can. you could. Why not? It's not your nickname. It's not your nickname. It's not. It's not you. There's a re- look. People didn't like the fact that Ladanian Tomlinson called himself LT because there was Lawrence Taylor, and that was a big thing. But he was better than Lawrence Taylor. Ooh, I don't know about that. Wow, no, he's the real LT. Cool. Yeah. That's Lawrence bold. Taylor was better than, than LT. Stop. Stop. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor really? was better than LT. They didn't yeah. play the same position. You Doesn't can't matter. say that. Lawrence Taylor is a Super Bowl champion two times who had a bigger- He had a better supporting cast around a, him. Okay. He had a bigger impact on the game than LaDainian Tomlinson did. And what did he do off the field? But we're talking about way. on the field. That's got nothing to do with it. LT's a star. LT's better off. Oh, LaDainian Tomlinson's better off the field than Lawrence. I'm not, I'm not doubting that with you at all. But on the field. One of the five best running backs of all time. Lawrence Taylor may have been the best defensive player of the past 50 years. He's a guy. People changed the way they 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 played offense because they had to stop him. Bill Walsh came up with the West Coast offense as because he's looking for a way to block Lawrence Taylor, and he was like, "I can't block Lawrence Taylor." Yeah, you so get a better we, offensive line. What if he gets? He did, he had good offensive. Didn't matter. Lawrence Taylor would go through guys. Yeah, so he was he was a beast. He said, "How do I do this?" Let's however, well, however he was getting there, passing. whatever he was on. That's the West Coast offense that worked. Um, the one thing that I, that I wonder in all of this is if Tom Brady once that's approved. If they just transfer the rights to Tom Seaver and Tom Seaver's estate and family, the potential is always there for that as well. Uh, is he doing it for that though? You I don't mean, think no. he's doing this just no. to say "haha, New York"? But he of might. He is. No, he's but trolling that, New York City. Look, I'm offering a compromise and trying to get him out of a, what's becoming a bad, uh, a kerfuffle, it's a bad look of a PR move, especially for the people in New York that are now going to go burn Tom Brady. <laughs> Why the hell is that the answer to everything? <laughs> I spent a hundred dollars. I'm gonna burn no, no, it. No, no, no. They're going to a restaurant no, no, no. and they're holding some rally. Nobody, nobody is burning. If one person burns a jersey on Twitter, people think it means a thousand people. No, it's one person doing it, but everybody has seen it. It's not like there's people burning jerseys across the country. No, it's gonna be at some restaurant. They're holding some rally. 
To try to get people to come in and burn stuff. Tom, terrific. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Yeah, people are upset. Tom C. Angry. Angry uh, people of New York. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. Yep, Coming up Jersey next, Jets. if you've ever hated me at all, even for five minutes or five hours, five days, five years, you're going to want to hear what we play coming up next. Trust me. Fox Sports Radio. Mommy, I love you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Ah, oh, gonna slow it down. The Mets are killing me softly all season. They really stink now. I'm waiting for Le'Veon Bell to report tomorrow to the Jets. <laughs> tomorrow. Le'Veon Bell day tomorrow. Nicely done. Here Happy comes Le'Veon Bell day. What makes you so sure he's showing up? He tweeted out Just that he was he going. He put out a video. The Jets put a video out. They have him in their Fake possession. News. They have him in their possession. What if he doesn't, though? What if he doesn't oh, show up? I'm not showing up. He's got an old tweet that he loves Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you believe the guy? <laughs> He's got an old tweet saying Kirk Cousins is a great teammate. Exactly. And Michigan State's the best. Time now for the play of the night. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. A quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more in car insurance. Go to geico.com and see how much you could save. Like I said a few minutes ago, if you've ever hated me for Five seconds, five minutes, five hours, five years, whatever it is. Well, you're going to like the next couple of minutes here. Somehow we got on the topic of laundry. I don't I don't know how we got on the topic, but we did. Yeah, because we were talking about things that you don't do. No, no, stop, stop. Don't, don't, don't give people fake news. And I said I didn't believe that you did laundry. Oh, and I told and you, then you I do went all into, the laundry. Exactly. Again, I'm not quite news. I'm not quite sure exactly no. how that came to pass. Yeah. Maybe just talking about apparel and whatever, but you know, it, you went into a long diatribe of that, you know, you were like Sam Jackson, who's the <laughs> foot bleeping master. All of a sudden you're the greatest laundry guy in the history of, you know, producing laundry. I do the laundry in the house because I know how to do it right. And my wife doesn't because she puts too many clothes in the dryer and she dries them and they don't get all the way dry so they're wrinkly. She also puts stuff in that shouldn't dry and then it shrinks and she's going, oh, I did. I can't believe that was in there. So why do you do it? Why do you do it? Let me do it. I do the laundry. She just doesn't have the whatever it is. Everybody has their strengths. Doesn't have the chromosomes. Doesn't have whatever it is to do laundry. Doesn't have the laundry. People chromosome. were mad with your chromosome oh, comment. Oh, just before. a couple of people. It's a. It's like there's a thing. Such a thing as a laundry chromosome. Doesn't that? I mean, come on. We're learning new things ridiculous. about the human body. Yes. Oh, well, you get that extra laundry chromosome. You know how to do it. I know how to do the laundry chrom. I do the laundry. And then Justin Frostberg told us that well, a very special person was calling the phone. Wow. And uh, wanted to come on the show for a couple of seconds. Okay. So we brought them on. And wait till you hear who it turns out to be. We actually have a laundry expert on the phone. Sweet. Frostburg says we have a laundry expert on the phone. I have no idea what's going to happen right now. I'm a little afraid. Laundry expert, weigh in. You are full of it. Oh, my God. Yeah! Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I will give you this, that you do do the majority of the laundry in the house, but it is not because I do it incorrectly. It's because you are absurd about the way you have to fold things. I do not put too many clothes in the washer and dryer. You only wash three things at once. I'm trying to save the environment for our child. Oh, yes. is my wife. Saving the environment for life. But how do really we save the environment? Really trying to make it feel like a dirt bag, too. When I have to do the laundry again because it's all wrinkly and it's clothes that people can't wear. So how does that save the... In- it's like these new low-flow toilets, right? Do you have a low-flow toilet? Yeah, it's yeah. not good for it's anybody. It's stupid. Oh, it's a low-flow toilet. What good does it do when I got to flush the toilet like three times? I mean, it doesn't help. Let me flush it once. Like a regular toilet, flush it once. It's fine. To some degree, no, though, it does say toilet. you should probably change your diet if you need to go through eat. No, no, but what I'm saying is is that, you know, sometimes the pressure's not enough, the water pressure, and you have to flush. Sure. So flushing once should help, but then I got to flush twice. And uh, then she outed you as the creepy guy that goes to the department stores and starts folding their stuff, too. Yeah, that, that was part of the Check tale, out the podcast. That was... Yeah, you're going to have to hear the podcast. Dude, she was on longer with us. Yeah, go to iTunes, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, download it, give it five if, stars. If, if there's a t-shirt I'm not going to buy, I don't want to make anybody's job harder, so I fold the clothes and put them back in the pile. Yeah, but now you're doing a job you're not getting paid for. Uh, as it is our tradition here on the show, whenever it's an intern's last night, we give them the last 30 seconds of the show to say whatever they want to, just don't curse. Ari, you've done a phenomenal job, despite the fact you wear Yankees gear in every night, so take the final 30 seconds. Wow, this is all kind of bittersweet, guys. I just want to say thank you for everything. Jason, Mike, Justin, it's been surreal, and I appreciate you guys making me feel like a part of the FSR family here, and I don't want to get all sappy. I don't feel like it's a goodbye. I feel like it's more of a see you later. And before I sign out, I just want to say one more thing. You heard it here first. The New York Knicks are your 2020 NBA champs, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my favorite intern ever. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian 
From The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.